listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Instincts lead me to another flow. Every time I hear a brother call a girl a bitch, you're a hoe. Trying to make a sister feel low. You know all of that's got to go. Well, now everybody knows this. There's exceptions to this rule. Now don't be getting mad when we playing it's cool. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring wrath to those who disrespect me like a dame. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a Wednesday. Wrapping it up. Um happy uh june 10th uh everybody uh i yeah. think the college the party should keep going uh <laughs> something we had it's not like we had the internet or tv back then some people found out on the 20th you know what i'm saying Come on. <laughs> uh, and we have two very special guests it's their first time being on the show but we've heard of them for a minute um uh, i've been listening to their show since uh last year um uh it's uh queen and jay from tea with queen and jay who are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea what's going on y'all hey, hey thanks for having us rod and karen thank you yes uh thank Happy y'all for you. coming through um now uh you know normally we just kind of like get into the show but since it's y'all's first time i, I kind of wanted to get y'all's origin story and all that stuff so where did you guys meet how did y'all come up with the podcast Mm. we met jay was actually my manager in a retail store and i didn't do a lot of i didn't do work and, um, <laughs> no, no and when she quit she was like yeah i guess i like you and then, <laughs> and then we became friends then um, um and then the show we um i was doing online radio for a bit and the people i was doing it with were whack Mm. Um, and then I was like, Jay, what, would you be interested in that? And then she was like, online radio, bitch, get a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know what a podcast was. So she like put the podcast thing like forward. I just knew I wanted to do something. And then we just figured it out and started recording in her living room. Yeah, wow. so it was just friends talking um, at first. And then it evolved into like us learning that we're both, we both nerd out over race and culture and shit like that. Yeah. And so it just turned into us battling white supremacy every week. Yeah. That, isn't that the best feeling when you, you know, when you do have a coworker or somebody that, uh, especially when you're black, uh, you yeah. don't, you know, <laughs> you, you don't always know who's like quote unquote down at the job mm-hmm, like there's right. a lot of black people that are like cool but to a point and shit uh so it is kind of cool when you're like you know you have that that little fishing expedition you just throw it out there and you're like yeah man you know uh trump separating them babies at the border and you just, <laughs> <laughs> just freeze up a little yeah. bit like, yeah yeah <laughs> i think one of my defining moments at work as as like the black girl manager at work is i had a, an employee was out of pocket in some way and when i lost it finally i came with the clap with the you not about to blah 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 and it was like okay that's that's like the black that she's that type of black girl so mm. yeah that's how i earned my black girl uh magic uh street cred not for me for me it was it was some something happened that was just like some white shit Mm. and everyone was afraid to say white and i was about to say that was mad white and jay jay was like that was white (laughs) 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 oh shit that's so funny i don't even remember that that's hilarious Mm -hmm. they're just sitting there looking at each other like did we just become best friends (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> these white people do get on my nerves Me too. <laughs> they are a problem yes oh, that is the best um and equally disappointed when you find out the black person not down that's also the worst oh my god it's terrible it's such a letdown especially if it's your first time finding out that black people can be a disappointment and you like put yourself out there and they don't give it back what they they give you the (laughs) they don't give you the pound yeah, we we found out a dude that we play ball. Me and my friend Justin, who uh we met at the basketball court, kind of in the same way. Like we just start talking about certain shit, and every once in a while, I'm like, "Wait a minute, you up on that too?" And then you know, we became friends. We got we have a spinoff podcast, a sports show, and stuff. But uh mm-hmm. we found out about two years ago during uh 2016 that uh one of the dudes we play basketball with is a coon and no yeah now the beauty is since me and justin go up there every week we get to like roast him together uh so it's pretty relentless but yo he's like a staunch coon like it's been two years of mocking him and he has no shame like sometimes i just mock him by myself and he still will be like well that then that's fine then right now he don't call me the right name he's like that's fine then (laughs) that's fine then right now that's what i believe i'm like god damn man what's wrong with you wow. but that like that hurts in a way <laughs> but yeah. but it's cool when you find someone like you know if it wasn't for me reaching out to justin then i guess i wouldn't know that carl's a coon i put it that way yeah yeah that's unwavering coonery that's, <sighs> that's intense it's the worst well how long have y'all been doing the show it's been it's been a little bit over four years yeah. now mm-hmm. yo that's dope yeah. Um, and y'all also do like live events. Y'all did uh, Pod and Live. Um, like, yeah. what was the impetus to uh, start that? So when we started, I feel like we started um, maybe a year after the read started, or it was it was like right before like the podcast like boom. Oh, like it was mm-hmm. still be- it wasn't right now. Everybody has a podcast. It yeah, wasn't that yeah. yet. Yeah, because I don't right. even know what it is. Right, dead, right, right. Yeah. So it wasn't that yet. So it was us going to a lot of events where there weren't a lot of black podcasters, period. It was us um not wanting to go to events. It was us seeing that a lot of the um podcast conferences were expensive and happening during the week the work week like the fuck i gotta go to work yeah it Mm. felt like the access was limited and so what we wanted to do was create a space with pod and live nyc we wanted to create a space where black podcasters poc podcasters could come together meet and just ask each other basic questions Questions. if they have questions and not feel like there's some any barrier to doing that yeah um so that's kind of how that started and really it's just um queen and i that do this stuff together so sometimes we'll have an idea and it's like fuck we have to like do, do that this. it's like it's a it's a great uh, idea but we don't want to do it because it's only two of us but it has to be done yeah so it's one of those like black women i guess we got to do this shit now because yeah. it doesn't it didn't exist for us in new york city in that way um so yeah we kind of did it like begrudgingly but it's been great yeah we love it we love it mm-hmm. yeah that's dope man that y'all would that y'all would do that and that um y'all have a approach to um podcasting out that i really love which is that y'all put so many other people on it's kind of like um without officially being a network it is 
we create our own networks like we used to call yeah. we used to call our friends in podcasting the chitlin circuit um because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we started so long ago that it really was like uh i had a wheel on my ipod okay so uh, yeah. <laughs> like it was that long ago so mm-hmm. uh it was like people didn't know what podcasting was and they damn straight no no niggas was podcasting <laughs> um yeah. and they and if they did know some black people was podcasting they didn't think it was like us they thought mm-hmm. it, was it was like, like- you were doing stuff like on blog talk radio and the thing mm-hmm. is yeah or I, or like this african-american life type stuff yeah, you know what i mean yeah right, right, yeah right. well you black but you still catering to white folks right mm-hmm. so that was definitely di- uh, but uh queen brought up something earlier you said you were doing online radio were you doing blog talk radio no i wasn't doing blog blog toy it was okay. like you stream kind of stuff okay well oh, you uh yeah. all right you avoided the uh big that's blog talk was like the hotel central for a minute it was <laughs> it was you were listening and i'm gonna tell you what you would normally hear a ho- hotel or you would hear somebody just got out of prison mm-hmm. or you would hear somebody um there was a a, a pimp or you would hear <laughs> i'm just keeping like when you yeah. go, no that sounds you, like my block actually <laughs> <laughs> And then people would call in, and you'd be like, "Who are these people calling in?" Yeah, I still remember stumbling onto because uh, it was like the um, cesspool of the internet uh, at the time. But I still remember one of my favorite podcasts. I, th- this is long defunct. It was called something like "We Are Those Guys," and it was a bunch of pimps from Cleveland, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they were real pimps, and they just gave. Pimp- oh, love that it was listen it was so good uh and luckily it was around before like you know twitter got like right woke enough to not enjoy shit because it was like everybody (laughs) i got everybody that followed me to listen like we have to listen to this together y'all don't understand these motherfuckers are pimping it was like we blew them up so much and then they just stopped at some point they probably in jail i don't know what they're doing but (laughs) they're in jail they're in jail (laughs) but it was so good they used to have like episodes that would be like you know because it was like um advice slash pimping right so it would be like um, yo i would have loved this it's like what uh I, yo i don't know um you know i'm gonna look into that guys i'll see okay. if i can add it to the show notes if i can find it <laughs> we but need that it would be like um how to get her to give you her money or some shit and that would be like a whole episode and God. they and like the call-ins wouldn't just be like advice it would be call-ins and, but it'd be another pimp it'd be like mm-hmm. yeah man this is, <laughs> this is cold train from uh chicago oh i'm God. just saying man when a bitch don't have my money i'm like oh my god they are talking about this in person it was uh <laughs> it was amazing. so good but you know what that's what we're about building community yeah they yeah. found a niche they saw a niche <laughs> <laughs> and they that's that's community that's, that's the Kwanzaa principle <laughs> that's Kwanzaa at work right there. and that's all we strive to do yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really. a lot of self-determination it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh i guess that is one way to look at it though, uh, they, did, they didn't typically have the hose on i do want to yeah. get their perspective yeah um, oh yeah and yeah was, i would want to hear that mm-hmm. i would want that too. right and this was pre before they but got they was hoes, so they were working so. yeah, yeah they, they yeah, were yeah. working they did have hoes, so yeah. they probably mm-hmm. but i would like to hear like an episode of just the hoes on the cast like I, not them just i want to hear what their perspective is on because yeah, i still totally haven't figured out the magic trick of me giving you my money after i fuck somebody so i would like to see someone explain it to me 
Oh, Karen, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh no problem. I was gonna say. I wonder. Uh, this is before the internet is as savvy as it is now. Mm. So when you used to listen, it looked like everybody was having like a phone conversation through a tin cup. Yeah, you know. It didn't sound versus <laughs> versus now, it's more tech savvy where they could probably do like a podcast or or stream or something like that, which is completely different. So how did y'all find the space where y'all record? Because I, I hear often y'all talk about recording in a studio. So like, mm-hmm. what was that journey? Because you said you started in uh, Jay's living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, it was because we, the first place we started recording, um, it was through us going through, a, going to events and, um, we connected with a person who owned a radio station. So we started recording there. And then where we record now, um, we actually met them at our first part in live. So it was through us creating community that we've created these opportunities and places for us to record our podcast. So it's really, yeah, the events that we do and stuff like that, they're a benefit to us, honestly. So we do pot in live for podcasts to meet each other and stuff like that. But we do gain resources through connecting and meeting yeah. other people or even the having the the familiarity with the podcast to be like, hey, what do you guys do with such and such? You know what I'm saying? Just having somebody who's comfortable to share information with you yeah. um, has been really helpful. So just through networking. Mm-hmm. And y'all have a real intersectional approach to like your topics, your um, points of view. Uh, y'all are very considerate and empathic of uh, just different uh, approaches to life and different um, like different groups within the spectrum, especially of Black people. Where did y'all get that impetus from? Did y'all start out like that? Was it a process to get to that point? And obviously, it's not it's a journey, so you will keep continuing on that point. But like, what was that like? I think that that was i think that that's been a process i think we started out like that by accident and i think as we've gone on it's become more intentional because we see that doing that is a part of breaking down and dismantling white supremacy so it was kind of something that we were already doing was already in us to do that and as we've gone along it's been more of an intentional like we have to make sure that we're being inclusive of all different type of black motherfuckers and through podcasting and actually having the ability, because we know that we're not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? We we know that. All of us here know that. Um, but podcasting and actually being able to listen to different Black podcasts talk about different topics in a different way and knowing that we all, actually hearing how different we all are um, has been really helpful in exposing us to more of that yeah. stuff. I would say for me, a lot of that, but then also I think what has helped speed my growth, honestly, is Twitter and Black Twitter and how I see different Black people exist in a way that I wasn't able to see because I'm just living in New York City. You know what I mean? So I get these different Black experiences that I wasn't able to get before. Um, so that has taught me a lot, especially when it comes to a lot of my womanist ideas. Yo, Twitter University all the way, like that's mm. it. So yeah, yeah, it's the only university where you can like get dragged into an education by accident. <laughs> 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 like if school was like that, we'd all be either that smarter. Get up, mad smart. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah if college was like that, we'd all either be like really smart or all dropouts. Cause <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, you fuck something up, and they'd be like, "Uh, what you not gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it." We're like, <laughs> how, how do y'all deal with growth? Because as you've been doing it, you you've been growing popular. People recognize you. How you deal with growth 
and how do you deal with private and public life mm. hmm so everyone scares me so <laughs> um, you walk up to me and say you know me i'm scared um you like I, I don't know all of that makes me uncomfortable to be honest because i was the way i was raised was very private the way i was raised was the fbi trying to get me like it was always like somebody's after me so that is strange like we've had times when people are like they'll just say hello and i'm like in my mind who sent you mm-hmm. um so i'm getting over those things then when it comes to my private and public life um i basically kind of tell whatever i am i have already come to terms with for myself mm-hmm. so if i've already come to terms with something for myself then i'm able to share it because i'm okay with the world knowing it, like no matter how you twist it, I'm already at terms with it, so I'm okay with it. And I just keep my family off limits because, you know, my family crazy and we, you know, stuff might happen. So <laughs> that's like family. I just keep that off limits, like off, off, off. Like I don't even really post my family or anything like that anymore too much mm-hmm. because you know you don't want a war, you know. So, um, <clears throat> for me. I am kind of like the opposite when it comes to people. I'm very like, hey, hey. <clears throat> um, and it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it dangerous is. and it's inappropriate. It so I, I appreciate the balance, honestly. Somewhere in between her fear of everybody and my, <laughs> hey, what's up? Um, is the is the truth somewhere in between that? <laughs> um, so I I know that that's something I have to pull back on because when we were a smaller podcast, everybody who texted me or sent a message, I I like to even when people when people on Facebook wish me happy birthday, I reply to those motherfuckers individually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I so that. that's I I do that also when it comes to the podcast. And as we get larger, it's just not physically possible to me for me to be present and give that much of myself to everybody. Um, so I'm trying to get a little bit better and find a space where I can still share a piece of myself with people, you know, cause they're, they're really just connecting with our material and stuff like that. Right. So I want to, I'm still looking for that balance between saying, I see this tweet or I see this message. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, I don't want to pour my whole soul into other people because it's draining it's it's very and i've heard rod i've heard you talk about being an empath i'm also an empath so it makes it difficult because i I don't want to make anybody feel any kind of way yeah she's an empath i'm a sociopath (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really it's really draining it's really draining and then to people for the most in the moment i'm enjoying it but when i get home it's like yo i've given my whole self and i can't like Mm -hmm. function you know i need a minute it's like um what is that spinoff of Breaking Bad? Better Call Saul, his yes. brother. Mm-hmm. You know how he, go, he goes home and wraps himself in that metal? That's yes. me when I get home. Chuck. Yes, that's me when I get home after, you know, tweeting people back or emailing people or talking to people or whatever. I like, it It, it takes a lot out of me. So I'm still trying to find that balance. Um, and just in terms of like privacy, I'm very, again, I also try to keep my family out of things. Mm-hmm. Um or anonymous at least. I'll talk shit about them, but they'll be anonymous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just, um, I'm kind of an open book. I just try and stay away from details. And then there are things that I don't tell anyone at all, ever, right. you know, but for the most part, I'm pretty open. 
yeah i always try to say that about this uh podcast is that it's kind of the illusion of a conversation with the audience because we still have to keep things to ourselves like or you know um and y'all it's also funny that y'all have that dynamic because we definitely have the same uh i'm much more of a like yeah karen let's not do that thing and karen's like let's go you know (laughs) Um, yes and i think we've been traveling more so over the past few years we realized just the difference in our personalities because when people go extrovert introvert you know you've took them bridge myers test you go yeah yeah but it's different when you actually see it in action i don't know if that makes sense so you actually you hear all those words and and you see what you place on the chart but when you actually see oh these tests ain't lying because like for roger he needs to rest and prepare before he goes into act with people because people drain him Same. i'm the complete opposite people actually give me energy mm-hmm. you know like i'm going oh people <clears throat> bing and i'm just bubbling and i'm bursting full of energy and i can't sleep and i'm ready to go and let's do this let's do that and then when we come home he's back in his environment he's like let's go i'm like nigga i'm tired i done gave everything i'm not doing shit i want to go to sleep so (laughs) you know we're on opposite end of the spectrum there so like you say it's a balance that you kind of have to find with that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot um and then when you talk about interaction with online and stuff where you have dms and stuff it is feel it does make you feel special that people will hit you up but you have to find your boundary and i think one of the things that um doesn't get discussed in a lot is there's no delineating point there's no like specific line where you know uh oh 200 people that was too many like yeah. it just kind of you learn over time like what your limit is and that was kind of a, a thing i learned last year was like oh i'm doing too much <laughs> like this mm-hmm. is apparently i crossed the line to y'all are stressing me out that can't be <laughs> <laughs> like that can't be a, a good thing but it's cool that yeah. y'all are learning that and that y'all balance each other because i i do think that balance is where you find the um the ability to like grow because if if, if you're too conservative you'll never grow right and if you're yeah. too out there like like jay said it could be dangerous so mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. have to be careful yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good. I find I find um because we are so different. Like the thing that unites us is the fight against white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, and that we're both from the Bronx and black girls. But we're so different in so many other ways that 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 is really what helps I think to challenge us and help us grow. Yeah. Sometimes she'll say something or have an idea, and I've learned at this stage, for the most part, usually I'm like, oh, okay, or you know, I want to think about it or whatever. But in my head, sometimes I'm like, what? just because we're just so different but usually if i take a day i'm like oh really there's actually nothing wrong with that it's just not something i would ever consider you know so it does help that we are so different well y'all are also um when i listen to y'all y'all are so uh good and your points are so like you know cogent and whatever so like i was listening to y'all's uh reparation episode a a couple weeks ago um Mm -hmm. And I, I was like listening for like an hour and a half, like, hell yeah, like, why the fuck can't we do reparations? <laughs> Give my motherfucking money. No, I don't want no drinks. I want the money. You know, like, I, so, um, so like, I was, I think I was listening to it, uh, at five in the morning, like, it was like 5 a.m. So then, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped, I, I, I got done with the show. I was listening to something else. And then I start thinking to myself, like, wait. I didn't think reparations was possible before I listened to that episode. Yeah, and so exactly. 
but but pete i so then i did a poll on twitter i was like hey guys do you think uh it's possible we get <laughs> yo like 99 percent of people was like hell no i was like exactly what? exactly exactly. Oh. exactly. Uh, anyway i mean that as a compliment to say y'all are so good i really be believing uh <laughs> like <laughs> like we can change the world it's really possible it's just not possible in the way that white supremacy has told us it would have to happen right that's impossible and that's what they want us to believe that it's impossible because if we don't think it's possible on any level we will never entertain even this conversation we will never be entertaining it you know what i'm saying but it's like it's like peter pan like a lot of the lost boys gotta believe or peter pan is not gonna exist you know what i mean like enough people have to believe like mm. even if we don't have a plan or whatever yet if enough of us believe then you know that shit can start happening but enough of us do not believe like mm-hmm. so and we've that's been, the first problem and we've been close in some ways i think that's what hurts people is to know that there were times where things were done that was supposed to help us out and then it mm-hmm. got subverted because um uh W S uh C P um uh, uh white supremacist patriarchal capitalism came yeah. through and was like, nah, like you know, like, oh look, here's this um here's this bill we're gonna get people for housing so they can get houses and then it's like the banks come through and be like, ah, black people, let me holler at your loans real quick. <laughs> like, damn, we were so like, you know, we've been been subverted so many times, but um the other way to look at that that and which is a perspective that i gained through your show was like but then we've also been that close so many times so yeah. maybe you know maybe i have to stop doubting it for myself mm-hmm. yeah um all right uh other things i want to talk to y'all about so the way that i found the show was um i was listening to this podcast called inner Ho uprising it was episode 81 mm-hmm. it was called okay. blurts okay and um as a black person that is a nerd who would never use the word blurred <clears throat> nothing wrong with people that do but um <clears throat> i i've always kind of like thought that uh blurred culture can sometimes be very toxic right mm-hmm. like it can be very negative uh the men in it can still be like very misogynistic very patriarchal but then they hide it behind like i was picked on or i'm a good guy i just never got any girls and mm-hmm. all that stuff so um jay was on Interhole Uprising and they had this dude um whose name I do not remember. It's a, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like Oh uh, and like his name was Leonard. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'ma call him Leon. But, um, <laughs> but like shout out to him for being so openly yeah. transparent because I know he wanted to like hide at times but he's he stuck it out and talked and said the things that i knew he believed and then i got to watch jay just dismantle this (laughs) nigga oh yeah uh, it was so good i want to disagree a little bit i don't think that he was like being transparent um but he was being transparent but i don't think it was because it was like he thought it was fine. All those right. things he was saying mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah. He didn't think he was battling anyone. Yes. That shit was fine. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he felt like he was pushing against anything. Like, this just yeah. is what it is. I know what it is. And that's it. So, like, yeah. right. I want to commend him for shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, um, I could tell that he knew by the way that Jay was dismantling the arguments that he was, it was eroding his points and it was mm-hmm. very inconvenient because he was looking, especially to, um, the third party, like, 
right and she was like yeah. no yeah. she's like no jay's yeah. right and matter of fact i since i know you personally you did this thing to me and he's like yeah. <laughs> and you get like i could i could feel the energy of him being like i should probably not say the thing i'm gonna say but i'm gonna say mm-hmm. it and then they would rip that apart but i needed him to say it like i because and then yeah. like jay was like a prosecutor man like um you know how like um is every black woman a prosecutor you know um <laughs> in, the right in the right situation you know you um i mean if niggas is trying to be defendants you know what i'm saying um but um i love that she was like setting it up because it she would be like nah but say what you were gonna say or say this and he like yeah well i mean i do feel like black mm-hmm. people don't like this or whatever she's like well that's not true because blank 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 it was so good i was like who Thank is this you. person really where do i go find more of them I talked, <laughs> I, talked about, <laughs> I talked about it on the show like i was like yo oh, like who dude. is like what what can you they do this every week like what the <laughs> so, that, that was know, how i really i really went on that show to talk about like blurred I, i'm comfortable with the term blurred yeah. so i'm gonna say it but to, to talk about you know black nerd dating and blurred dating and and that whole thing in a, in a lighter more like casual sense and that shit it just caught me so off guard and because i had kind of been um you know just kind of i knew i was going to be on the show so i had been doing more reading and research into what it is like for black women, black women nerds to date, um, especially when trying to date black men and what that experience was like. So I, I did a deep dive because I'm a nerd. So I did a fucking deep dive and was hoping to come out and just talk about the light surface shit. Mm. And this nigga dragged me into the deep dive shit. And I was like, well, it, it's just, it wasn't what I was expecting. And to, um, I think a piece of that also is that he got what he deserved, but at the same time, just to give some insight, he is a lot younger than I am. And so not that that makes any of it okay, but I just right. think there was an element of this like deer caught in headlights. He was a Bambi motherfucker. You know right. what I'm saying? He was like a, a very young person and I'm an old ass bitch. That's like, I fucking had it and we're not about to do it today. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I was just over it. So yeah, I ate him alive. And it had to happen. It had to be done. It was. I mean, it's good for him. It was Drag University. It was. Yeah, he got he got got Twitter University. Uh, And I I really do hope that you know, even if he doesn't learn, like people listening can learn. Because I think a lot of men hold um, harbor those same sentiments, but they wouldn't have been dumb enough or brave enough to say them, especially not to your face, like um you know even like the fetishization of like asian women or uh well black girls aren't like this or um i just feel like black people don't do blank for me like that like that stereotype and stuff a lot of times it just goes unchallenged and um you know obviously it sucks it that what you wanted to be a light conversation even got turned into that bullshit obviously you know right um but i'm so thankful you were there like i because <laughs> like i've listened to too many shows where nobody said shit well, you, you know right, like right, right, you know right. most people we podcast we podcast with like-minded individuals and our friends and you know obviously you don't 
typically want to bring on i mean like i've heard shows where they bring on people just to fight with them and it's normally kind of corny and and like mm-hmm. devil's advocate shit but like a natural kind of like conflict but airing out or whatever was was like some real dope shit so and and from that i followed you to your show and you Thank guys you. Put, put everybody on to so many different shows um queer walk podcast and yeah. uh marsha's played and yeah. inner whole uprising like y'all mm-hmm. are always shouting people out and stuff which is something mm-hmm. we believe in over here so um yeah so anyway all that to say i've been wanting this to happen for a long time and i'm glad you guys Thank can make it you. Yes. thanks so much rob we appreciate you no problem and i'm glad that good came from that because even even though I knew that that conversation had to happen and I didn't say anything that I would take back, there's still immediately after there's this feeling, of, you know, cause I'm a human. He was a human. It was this, feel- I knew I had eaten him alive. And mm-hmm. part of me as an empath, part of me was like, Oh, this little Bambi motherfucker is, you know, he's hurting and embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? But, yes. but it did, it did have to happen and it was for the greater good. So, so that's a good thing. So I feel good about yeah. that. And, and I guess for me, sometimes motherfuckers just gotta learn and that's that and, and we live in a society where people don't want to learn we live in a society right. where we allow people to be ignorant we allow people to be stupid we allow people to be dumb we allow for them just to say all types of shit without no shame well then mm-hmm. why can't i come at you with no shame either for the yeah. truth you know yeah. and a lot of times those people are talk so loud they're so rambunctious that when you try to have a conversation with them, they always want to act like you're the stupid party. When you, when you're sitting there analyzing, you go, no, 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 I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. insane. Cause, cause they'll, they'll so, uh, mix things up and twist things up and come at you all types of ways that if you're not prepared, they'll make you sound like you're the crazy one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, I'm not crazy. You're going to, cause back in the day, that's how conversation used to be people used to get embarrassed they would learn mm-hmm. okay this is what i don't say you know this is what i do say we used to have like those type of conversations but now in the age of the internet you don't have those conversations that cause people right. to grow cause people to learn cause people to be a better person right mm-hmm. you know and cause them to look outside their box i know for me we were talking about blurred before but like this i have i don't want to say mixed feelings but my interaction with it has been negative so I don't use it. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't use it because a lot of people have used the word blurred to be that, oh, I'm the special black. Right. I'm the yeah. blurred, you know, y'all niggas over there. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 bitch. You know, you know, so I, like I said, like I said it's, it's a mixed bag. I don't mind people using it and I've seen people use it for good, but I've also seen people use that as a badge of honor. Then I've also right. seen people beat people across the head with it. Like if you're, if, if, if you're not considered a snowflake like me, if the white people don't consider you special, then, you know, it's almost like people use it as a form of exclusion. Right. You right. know, and so that's kind of my issue, you know, kind of with with that word. Um, and I think for me, I wouldn't consider, it took me a long, and I also for me, it took me a long time to actually consider myself a nerd. Even when we first started doing a show called Another, I was like, I'm not a nerd because I grew up with with the, a different definition of nerd. I grew up with nerd with like the pocket protector, you know, was good in school, made all A's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of socially awkward. So in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not none of that. I was an average student, average to below average, struggled through school. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't consider that. But once I learned that it's more to that is comic books and anime and all that stuff, I was like, oh, okay, I am this also. 
yeah um mm-hmm. it's funny when i heard that episode i was like passing around like a mixtape and uh so I, <laughs> <laughs> like i listened to it myself but then i was like waiting for karen to get home like baby you had to listen <laughs> to this did. so like I, I like played it in the car like oh and then oh rewind that part look how she got oh did you hear how she got that nigga that's what he that's what he's saying like it was so it was so good y'all I know he was like you hit them bars like it was bars <laughs> after bars after bars like i could quote that fucking episode so it was <laughs> Thank you so much. That's hilarious. But nah, even to, to what Karen was saying about um the term sorry, my dog is over here bugging right. out. What Karen was saying about the term um blurred, for me, because I always felt I was in nerd classes and stuff like that, but a lot of us were, you know, were cool because we were in the Bronx. But um for me, I always felt excluded. The same way that you talk about the term blurred, I did feel that feeling amongst nerds and all those kids who liked all the stuff that I liked. But because I was a certain type of black girl, it was like, oh, well, no, we don't want to do this. Or, and a girl, period. We don't yeah. want to do this with you. You're not included. And even later in life, I would meet, um, like in my early 20s, I would meet black women who, because, again, I'm a certain type of black girl, and I wasn't, my my voice, you're not going to pick up the phone and think I'm a white woman. It's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And so because I'm that type of black girl, even those black women nerds would question you know oh you like this oh i wouldn't think you would like that so i always felt that so for me when i came across blurred it was like okay well i don't love the term nerd because any because I, I feel like that's it's been so painted with the image of white men right you know what i mean um so to me i was accepting of the term blurred and i also found spaces where there were other black women nerds who were my type of black girl or black women nerds who were who were different than me but were like oh you can come play with us you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter that you're you know a door knocker wearing black girl like come play with us it's cool so i've had a different experience with it but i do get and i understand um that type of exclusion that exists you know yeah that's what that's what turned me off about it mm-hmm. um Jay and other people say I'm unheard all the time and I'm like, nah, no, <laughs> not. Just, no, I'm not. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, it's because extreme fandom mm. creeps me out, period. Um, mm. Whether it's sports, whether it's music, like I remember being at a concert years ago and Jay-Z came out and everybody threw up the rock symbol and I was like, nah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody here in Giant Stadium, every, like, no, this is scary. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what kind of like, it's like, yeah, it's just that extreme fandom mm-hmm. kind of thing kind of like, creeps me out. Damn, I didn't realize everything creeps me out like this. It does. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm at Comic-Con singing the Power Rangers theme song, crying yes. in a crowd of people. Come on. <laughs> you know? No, I like Power I think I like myself alone. Okay. So I like Power Rangers. I like Ninja Turtles. Like, I'm into all of that stuff. And when I do go to um, cons with her, I do like seeing adults in play. So mm. I enjoy seeing that. But I don't, it's, it's, I don't know, it's scary. I like <laughs> seeing black people, I like seeing black people do cosplay because, um, one, our bodies look like more like superheroes. Um, but then two, it's always like, um, they get to do spins on a lot of shit that people would be like, oh, there's not a white cyclops, a black cyclops. And I'm like, well, why the fuck can't it be? And, uh, why does this nigga Cyclops got a perm? Like, this is dope. Like, let's watch, let's, <laughs> like, I love, I love seeing us, uh, get to do that yeah. stuff. But I was gonna say, Queen, I wonder if your issue is more with people. You know what I mean? Because, like, you say you don't, you don't mind being a fan of something kind of like alone. 
but then you know it is people i don't yeah I'm, i don't like people but i like people i love people but i don't like people if that mm-hmm. makes any sense it like, makes perfect I sense i love people over there like <laughs> that is really that is really where they are best like as a as a, I, like, I, I love people from a distance i had to like yeah, learn yeah. to do that because like people are we're we're flawed we're messy we're we're, we're nebulous we're we're not exactly like neatly defined boxes and stuff so you know you have to get used to people being like well y'all kind of being hypocritical today but it's cool like i still love y'all i know it's coming from good place blah blah blah. and i have to learn that stuff and even with fan stuff um like i hate cons in general like Mm -hmm. i don't like being around a lot of people but i love if like cons can have like a room of one and i could just like (laughs) (laughs) i could just like go in there and like watch the panel myself i'd be like oh this is so dope but like surrounded by like a thousand sweaty people i'm like this is not as cool as it was in my head before yeah, i left the house yeah. i do i do love a smaller con i like the small cons for that even when i go to um new york comic con i spend a lot of time at panels and i like a smaller panel with people talking about shit i'm interested in um it's cool but i do find that smaller cons um with black folks and people of color, that's kind of my thing in my lane, and that's where I feel like most comfortable. Even with cosplay, it's funny you mentioned that. Anytime I see one of these cosplayers, one of these white cosplayers come out as racist, in my mind, I'm like, why was we paying them any mind anyway? They're not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're not doing nothing. They're putting on a costume. They look the same as whoever wore the costume the first time. What is so special about this cosplayer that we we're paying them any mind in the first place that they could say nigga and then we'd be surprised. Yeah. What was they doing? I think that's another thing. That what turns, was special about them before? Nothing. I think that's another thing that turns me on. Anytime I see spaces where people hold white whiteness as a standard, I'm generally turned off. Yeah. Um. So I've been introduced by Jay to black spaces that aren't like that. So I'm like, okay, I still feel safe. I still feel, you right. know, whatever. But seeing people make white people the standard is like I'm the girl who had to secretly l- love the white ranger and couldn't say that in my house because he was a white guy. You know, like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. So why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> Tommy was fine, but I couldn't say it out yes, loud. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just laughing because as a black person, our choices were Zach or nobody, and. Um, Zach, that nigga Zach was dancing. They made him too stereotypical. So Word. like, every, 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 every time to do the snake, you right. see the fighting Like, what is right. Every black person I know kind of has a love hate relationship with Zach because it's like, oh shit, Black Power Ranger. And then the nigga start break dancing in the middle of a fight. You're like, oh come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something about that tiny man. He is filled with fucking swagger, yo. I saw him at at Comic Con. And uh, he's he fucking mixes, swaggerific. He, he pop, someone who does martial arts and dances in between. He's fresh to death, and, yeah. and still lands a hit. He gotta have swag. He gotta have swag. <laughs> like, like I feel bad that I felt ashamed. That's like my fault that I carried yes. that with me. It's not his right, fault. Right, right. Like we should be but allowed to dance. We was embarrassed in front of white people. Mm-hmm. 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 It was embarrassing. I wasn't. He never embarrassed me. Yeah. Him. Well, for me, I was like, uh, and it, I was not alone. It's like you come to school the next day, like you see Power Rangers yesterday. It's like, yeah, all oh, that shit was dope. Remember when they fought the dragons? Oh, nigga, when they formed that motherfucker. Oh, uh, then was Zach was dancing. Oh, that nigga was always <laughs> dancing. Why the black? Why the black man gotta dance? 
then they made, they made the asian woman yellow like they had some issues they had some issues yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i just want to shout out the chat room real quick somebody in the chat room mentioned the black power rangers at blurred con i also got emotional when i saw those black power rangers at blurred con mm-hmm. um so i just wanted to give a little high five shout out to that yeah, because I, that we, was a moment. Black came out? Was mad black no, it was a coalition. It was just it was a team. There's a team of um like Power Rangers and they're black and they fucking go to different cons and shit. It was oh, a bunch. Right. It was a bunch of them, That's but cool. it was just like seeing all black Power Rangers as different Power. It's just the yes. Power Rangers are great. Just to see them all yeah, be black. Yeah. And Listen. having a good time it, at a small con, it was fucking dope. Yeah, awesome con when we saw like the black woman Power Rangers come in. I was like. So that's what that's supposed to look like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I could be into this. Matter of fact, y'all rebooting the movie? Let's watch the movie. That's what it is. Even that's the thing with cosplay. When it comes to cosplayers, if you're not like subverting some shit, I don't care what you're doing. That's why I I really do not get the obsession with certain white cosplayers. Mm. They're not subverting anything. They're not, there's no creativity happening here. They're just mm-hmm. putting on something and they cut a bang into their hair. Like nothing <laughs> is happening. Nothing is happening. They're not being creative. They haven't thought about shit. Nothing is happening. You just right. describe like a dried sandwich. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I don't get it. And now, you've been a dried sandwich all this time and now you calling me a nigga? Right. <laughs> like on top, like nah, the nerve. The nerve, to, the nerve to be racist on top of it all is the part that's the just audacity. Insulting. You right. ain't been doing nothing. The, oh, the audacity, guys. It's the worst. Um, all right, guys. Um, now, oh, the other thing I love about y'all show too uh, is that you guys are so like transparent, right? So, like, um, if Jay deals with something at work, she'll be like, oh, "This is what's going through," and then you know, because of that other people in the audience we can relate to it because like oh i've been through that you know um when uh queen talks about like you know love life dating um you know congratulations on your 5k um like you you know these type of things that you know they it makes y'all very relatable uh also when y'all go on other people's shows if y'all have a good or a bad time y'all come back and be like (laughs) (laughs) you gotta let the people know right 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 it's a part of community though too right because I think that's something that people try to leave out. Like, you sh- we should be sharing our bad experiences also right. so other people can learn from them. And I yeah. think that people try to, like, keep shit under wraps because a lot of business is based on white supremacy mm-hmm. and how they model and how they do things. And it's like, if it's actually a community, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the bad shit, the good shit, like, all of the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, especially as being black women, people expect to be able to treat us bad and we to just be like, okay... Mm-hmm. Y'all just y'all stupid, y'all stupid, and and or for them to treat us bad, us not be okay with it, and then not say anything because we don't want to look like angry black women. Yes, but mm-hmm. we angry black women wrong anyway. Line, they don't, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, that's what, the they're gonna think, that's what they're gonna think like, of us anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna put people on to like what's happening because yes. also we get so used to as black people, and then as black women, we get so used to being treated poorly that we think it's okay. We think, oh, okay, I know they're going to treat me bad, so I'm going to sit like this instead. Yeah. I'm going to sit like this. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting like this. Right. Like, we don't, you, I shouldn't have to sit differently, be differently, talk differently, maneuver myself into a package that's most acceptable 
for white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, even if that is in the face of another black person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's the other reason why it's important for us to talk about it, even at the risk of looking bad, because there are black men or black podcasters who it doesn't matter who they are, who we are, because we are black women, all they have to do is tell another dude or, or anybody, oh yeah, they're some bitches. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. So that's, that's it. That's another reason why, honestly, us knowing that, it gives us a freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, they're gonna think what they they're want anyway, do, do anyway. what they want anyway, so fuck that. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. Yeah. And that just is what it's gonna be. Yeah, there's no benefit to that. With men... Somebody could come and say, oh, yeah, he was a jerk. And they'll be like, well, I don't know the guy. Yeah, you know, right. so-and-so yeah. said he was a jerk. But, maybe, you know, I got to see Maybe he had myself. a bad day. You right. never know. You never know. Yeah. But, yeah, but he women, is like, black women, it's like, oh, well, fuck them. Yeah, it, it's uh, like what I um, like about it is, one, because your audience, if they follow you somewhere, they're going to hear it anyway. So yeah. They, yeah. they're going to hear you being uncomfortable. They're going to hear, like, uh someone being aggressive towards you or saying some shit that you that would be like yeah that was whack um mm-hmm. so like coming back and being transparent about that is dope um also a lot of times because you guys are womanist um uh, black women uh people will farm out the work to you so like they'll come to this show and they'll be like here's a clip of ann coulter uh thoughts <laughs> you know what i mean like as opposed to being like man this is what's wrong with this thing this is blah 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 yeah. and maybe it's kind of like we're all joining in on the thing instead it's kind of like let's go to our womanist expert um mm-hmm. why was this problematic and then or mm-hmm. or even or of course the worst is uh you know like uh queen i'm so glad you could be here and um uh, i just want to tell you like um i really think that you need to be uh you know supporting your kings and, 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 like, <laughs> and so it's like all of a sudden you put me in a place where um yeah you're you're well, kind of also, pushing me sorry yeah. i didn't mean to cut you up but we also take in consideration who show we'll be on um right. we think about what is safe for us also so we don't end up in those situations um, Any, anymore any yeah. Well, yeah. See, i'm mm, yeah see because i don't like anybody so i don't want to go and jay's like they want us to come so, but not, not all loose like that but just really you think you listen to somebody's podcast okay everybody's problematic they're not they're not that bad they respect us. It'll be okay. I but then you forget. Oh no, I'm a black woman. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't respect us. Yeah. So it's been about. So I just gonna say this and then throw it back to you. But it's been about unless you're somebody that to us goes above and beyond in working to dismantle the patriarchy. Then for the most part, we don't really like. We won't go to a guy's show. Yeah, I we mean, won't. It's like, too risky. It's, it's, too, it's too risky, risky. and. I already, we already work jobs that are not where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So why am I creating a space for myself, having this podcast for myself, and then going to be in a space that I don't want to fucking be? Yeah. It's something I've created myself. Like, I'm not, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we really pay attention to who shows we're on, who invites us to, I don't know, I don't know, whatever people invite us to, we like really look into it first to see if it's a safe space for us mm-hmm. because um, it's not like you know, it's a choice that we're doing this. It's not like some mandatory, it's not a mandatory job. Right. right. And and that's my thing, particularly about like what we do on our podcast. It's one of those things where 
your time is valuable and a lot of black women do not realize how valuable their time is Mm -hmm. and we will take our time and we will dedicate our time to other things and other people and other places that it really doesn't need to go to and that drains us and so once i realized that my time was very valuable and my energy was very valuable and once Mm -hmm. i realized like i said i don't mind going and doing a lot of things but a lot of times this shit is for free so Mm -hmm. if it's going to be for free it better be something that i want to do right you know because time is money and money is time my black ass don't show up at my job and they don't pay me i'm not coming right so you know it's one of the things where it's a business exchange you know because i look at myself as my own llc so i have to look at what's best for my corporation what is profitable for my corporation my credits and debits for my personal the corporation and time is credits yeah. and debits as far as i'm concerned so mm-hmm. you know when it comes to those things like so you have to value those things and particularly whenever you get in situations where it's a bunch of men it becomes a sausage fest yeah and a lot or of times just one even right mm-hmm. and a lot of times a lot of men because of the place of privilege that men have even black men they have a tendency to forget that women are actually listening to you yes you could be an all-man show but everybody that clicks play and turns on the radio does not have a penis mm-hmm. some of us actually have vaginas and other genders and we're actually listening to you so we do value your opinion so we listen to how you talk about black women how you talk about our hair how you talk about colorism how you treat your women how you treat your wife how you treat your sister you know how you say certain words and when you say female we actually listen to these things and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes they reach out and they just reach out because sometimes they think you're cool people but you but they don't realize that the atmosphere that you created your audience is is a reflection of you so if you've created this macho man 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 atmosphere that's going to be a reflection of your audience so when i go up there even if you're cool your audience might not respond the same so then i go on your show and then i have to listen to the negative feedback from your audience calling me a bitch talking about everything i said nitpicking all my comments apart acting like i don't love black men if i say anything negative so you know so i understand what you what you're saying about that because like i said i had to learn those things too Mm-hmm. They often it's not even that they don't know they don't think about us listening, but they also don't care. They don't care because they don't have to care because the voice that matters is a man's voice. So they they don't care unless unless you know God forbid a, a white woman says something, then maybe everything will stop. But they don't care that women are listening, no. and they especially don't care that black women are listening unless we are in agreement with everything mm-hmm. that is they said. said. Yep. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they don't care until they need something from us. Yeah. Right? And we decline because of what we've heard. But yeah. for the most part, they don't care because also, because we're so used to being mistreated, there will always be a black woman who will show up and, and say, and you crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Y'all so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, yeah, this is why I hate feminists. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, and I'm not a feminist, but that's uh-uh. also why me and Jay we actually spoke about this on the show recently, maybe two episodes ago. Yeah. But why I we say womanist because that's gonna make you have to do a Google or research something. So, like, if you see black feminists, you just want to just think feminism and all of that shit, yeah. even though black is in front of that. But we're saying womanist, so you're gonna have to do at least one Google. And you're going to understand that intersection of, you know, black women and what we stand for and that. So maybe you'll do a little bit of work and you won't have me at your show with a fucking 
um, white feminist clip and asking oh what that means. Like, I was getting so tired of seeing other black women um, who everyone know are black feminists and who have said they are at least, and they go to the show and somebody will say, okay, so feminism... What you think about this? And they'll play something that a white woman has said, yeah. which is so outside of the realm of um, what we even stand for, or believe in, or even applies to us. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just, uh, yeah, just ignorant and upsetting. But yeah, that is what what Queen said to that point. Um, we don't disassociate with Black feminism, but for us, it is important to say womanist yeah. to give a clearer understanding, understanding of where we come from and our point of view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, it's just funny because like that type of specific detractor, like the kind of pick me person, they gonna just say it's a feminist. They don't care. Like you know right. what I mean? Like like you you do all this work to be like, listen, this is specifically what I believe, and then it's just like, oh, I hate black feminists. They always <laughs> doing blank. They want the man to divide us and all this stupid shit, right. um, which is so wild. And then it's kind of um, funny too that. Uh, men will have people on and because we do have so much in like entitlement and we're like so we're always like backed up you know what i'm saying like we're always mm-hmm. like supported so yeah. we we won't do research you know so it's like yeah. i'm gonna mm-hmm. invite these two people on i don't know what they they supposed to be some feminisms or something i don't know let's go mm-hmm. and then they just start recording you're like you have no idea who the fuck you're talking to yeah and, yes. and but we'll be on yeah. your show or we'll say that and this is why we've ruined a lot of podcasts. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll go on your show and we'll check you on your own shit. And yeah. then those podcasts don't exist anymore. They don't. <laughs> and then I'm the bad guy. Right. You destroyed the black man's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but, but I love that though. But all that to say that, um, we do have games on this show that, uh, can be kind of triggering. We're going to talk about racism. We're gonna probably end up talking about white people, okay? Whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna be talking about, uh, crimes. So, we might be on the next episode of T with Queen J. Y'all might be like, I feel a little. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas start talking oh, about racism. <laughs> so, I'm just letting y'all, just letting y'all be totally, we be transparent too. We being transparent. We gotta play the games, cause we've been looking forward to playing the games too, but I we understand. Have. The games take a toll, okay? The games are not all fun. We just pretend they are, okay? Um, all right, that's the longest intro ever. The Black Gal Tips is the podcast <laughs> oh, you're listening yeah, to. That was the intro, yay! <laughs> uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, um, when iTunes is working. Podomatic apparently is having some issues with iTunes right now. Um, last time I looked at my phone, it was working on my app, but, um, if you've been hitting me up on Twitter asking how to hear the show, I have made a post on our website. But the problem is, you won't know until you hear this. Right. So, I just go ahead and be the thousand person to ask me. It's okay. <laughs> I, done um, got I almost, I almost did it. I was like, "Don't be that girl." You know, they know about this already. Okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. You know, yeah. I like I just at this point, um, I'm just sending the link. I'm not even adding like. That's what I'm doing. Hey, yeah. I learned. Hey, it's cool. Uh, check the shows down, but check out this post I made. I'm just sending the link. Like, here's the link, nigga. Bye. Um, at any rate um the show is sponsored today um it's sponsored by shadow dog productions we have a couple audio play albums Mm -hmm. they're on uh itunes
reviews are on um um spotify. spotify apple music all these places uh title uh just search the best of rod and karen or sunspot and other ratchetness or you can search my name rod morrow it'll come up leave us um you know reviews or just go listen to it give it clicks that's how they make money um and it helps us out um now let's get into the show okay there's all kinds of news and stuff going on um a japanese water company Mm-hmm. issued a televised apology on behalf of a worker who left his desk to buy lunch for a total of 72 minutes in a seven month period and they also docked his pay yeah yeah Wait, i'm slow say that again <laughs> so a japanese you heard it no you heard it what a japanese water company uh has apologized to their customers with a tell with an actual ad on tv um because a 64 year old male staff member at the kobe city waterworks bureau on the outskirts of osaka japan took approximately 72 minutes of lunch break over the course of seven months um his employers took a dim view of his antics antics (laughs) (laughs) so they they, they don't get lunch to go to the bathroom how dare he (laughs) shenanigans (laughs) How dare you not feed yourself with photosynthesis? <laughs> they they argued that he had frittered away his company time in the pursuit of food. The tri- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the trips at uh to a nearby store, which took three minutes each time, took place a total of twenty six times between September twenty seventeen and March twenty eighteen. Uh, he was only caught when a senior office worker looked out the window and saw him crossing the street to get himself a bento which is a popular japanese lunchtime box mm-hmm. uh a televised apology <laughs> was staged by the waterworks bureau after the scandal uh with the company executives appearing on screens to bow in apology to the customers Mm-mm. so in the one way obviously this feels pretty inhumane but in the other way can y'all imagine any like of our public like waterworks companies coming out and being like so we've been wasting your money and your time uh, <laughs> my bad y'all oh man like we no. flint michigan still got dirty water and nobody gives a fuck nobody apologized Mm-mm. nobody going to jail this nigga took three minutes a day to get something not to even eat. a full fucking 15 minutes and they was like uh what well, we gonna have to go on tv and tell these motherfuckers that we are sorry this is so, I, I have a, so they don't get no breaks that you just supposed to sit there your whole shift they give you pampers like what i don't right they docked him a half day's pay for good measure uh it's immensely regrettable that such a scandal took place and we wish to express our sincere apologies a company official said in tv in the tv appearance yo they had to like the ceo or whatever come out and talk like wow Mm. according to the man's superiors the reason he gave for leaving the office to buy his lunch was because he wanted a change of pace you didn't put that God forbid. that's not in the job description okay guys <laughs> <laughs> you can put change of pace on your resume um <laughs> after the public apology social media users leapt to the man's defense calling the punishment absurd right are people not even allowed to go to the toilet now this is like workplace slavery or something one twitter user work wrote while another said the punishment is totally absurd 26 times over a six month period means he only left the office once a week absolutely ridiculous arranging this formal apology with the press would have wasted more time than the three minutes he spent buying lunch every now and then right. that's a good point it's his work day two hours like i'm just trying to <laughs> like 
Tem que descer lá. I left my desk for 72 minutes today, and I'll do it again tomorrow, okay? And I needed that 72 minutes to do things. I'm trying my nails done on my lunch break. And you needed it. And you deserved it. What? I want to know what that conversation was like when he got caught. You know? Hey, uh, can we speak to you in the office for a second? What's going on? So we noticed uh, you took three minutes off today. <laughs> the meeting was longer than his break. <laughs> I hope you. I hope you enjoyed that bento box because this is your last. Okay, because because oh, <laughs> I've been told your ass to sit. Down. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give me the music, Rod. You gotta give. That was that was. Oh, where's my scream? I don't even have the music queued up, man. That's, I've been enjoying you guys too much. Okay. <laughs> I won't get fooled again. <laughs> um but yeah the case reignited a debate over the nature of japanese work culture where employees rarely take six da- sick days and work incredibly long hours yet their shit is worse than ours and our shit is ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah. then we have yeah. a store where they had like at some of the big plants they would have like nets because people would be like jumping out the buildings commit suicide because they'd be working them so long that mm. might be china okay yeah karen's kind of racist against asian people you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything i was like i said didn't we read yeah yeah i know okay. i know but i i'm not you know i'm not gonna snitch on you because i love you <laughs> but i know i remember what you did the other day at family dollar at general dollar general and it was still racist <laughs> <laughs> all right so um, anyway in japan the other another place where asian people live uh in japan um they apparently work like up to uh, some people work like over 80 hours of overtime a month often mm. unpaid um a recent survey found that 12 percent have employees breaking the 100 hours a month mark um uh, workers are entitled to 20 days leave a year but currently uh, around 35 percent of them don't take any leave wow yeah See? yeah which we all know that trick too because they'll be like oh yeah you get vacation and da da but then they start acting weird when you start taking your vacation and shit like yeah. wow you really just gonna leave in the middle of the project You're like I nigga you gave me these days Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all holla at y'all y'all get back hope y'all got everything no i won't be answering my phone <laughs> no my email no. i'm off right mm-hmm. when you fire me is the company gonna go under no well then i mean shit y'all should be fine for three days um exactly. but yeah if they can't survive without you then that says something about them come like, on it also um it's also weird because like i would imagine they don't have white supremacist patriarchal capitalism over there but they got something because that's, that's that's the fucking end result they skipped some steps or something but they got to that point. <laughs> They probably got some forms of it. Trust me. Eighty hours of nope, not nope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, good luck to that guy. No, you could barely get me to do a minute to like. Oh, my time is done. Click, click, I'm out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I means- take a fifteen before my fifteen. Like, <laughs> like I go to the bathroom for fifteen minutes gotta, before I go to lunch. I take a fifteen oh. to prep, and then I take the fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. <laughs> like I have, I've slept in my car before. Like it's what are you talking about? Three minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to imagine um <laughs> i'm trying to imagine like what the fuck the culture is like over there where you're like yeah man so today you know what man the boss is taking it easy gave us all four minute lunch breaks bro <laughs> <laughs> where you work man what the fuck oh, God. 
police. No, like, that man is fast. How he go across the street, three get his minutes. bento box, and come back and eat it in three fucking minutes. He was on some Usain Bolt shit, man. <laughs> you can't even eat nothing in three minutes. He must have been eating that shit like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah, like. Yeah, that, that must have had that schedule. They were like, well, you know he come once a month. When he come, he come on this day, have his stuff ready. Oh, it was like a heist, like Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably right. called him. Y'all start warming it up at 11.53. I'm going to be there at 11.56. Just drop it off. Just drop it out the window. <laughs> yeah, drop it out the window. <laughs> Just drop it out the window, man. My boss looking. My boss looking. Abort. 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 I got caught. All right. Um, speaking of restaurants, a recently closed restaurant posts some savage responses to his bad online reviews. Oh. So almost after almost 27 years in business the dome grill a longtime st petersburg florida breakfast spot has closed its doors for good i have a lot of compliments from people of saint from the people of st pete owner michael caramalakos i'm assuming that's a greek last name uh told the tampa bay times of course there are some negative things too and i don't know why but you take the good with the bad although the 80 year old um what was his first name michael i can't say his last name twice uh might be <laughs> might be willing to shrug off any negativity or complaints he'd heard during the past two plus decades his 29 year old son costas is taking a decidedly differently approach different approach the younger uh has spent the past several days scrolling through the restaurant's one and two star facebook reviews and responding with some real talk you got nothing better to do I guess not since the place. He got closed. no job. What are you gonna do? <laughs> he got a lot of three minute lunch breaks now. <laughs> <laughs> it felt good, he said, dishing out a lot of online venom to former customers, including some who left their reviews more than two years ago. Imagine that. Uh, that How that many do you remember? Like they're on Yelp, I guess. No, like you can see them, it. but like I guess he's just responding to what they say. We're not really the experience. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, right. I mean, the, that's right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. The petty, mm-hmm. the petty never forgets. Yeah. Right, right, right. um so uh for example uh i'm just trying to imagine getting that notification in my inbox like boop, boop, what was this <laughs> <laughs> two years ago do you remember us going out to eat here? talking about that restaurant that closed last month we never eat there they hated that place right uh for example to a woman who complained that she had to pay for a side of honey on her pancakes he wrote oh poor you maybe we should have given you a free coffee and free juice too fuck it take your breakfast free where you're at it uh while you're at it lol yes though that's not even a really good clap back yeah yeah he need to step his clap back come on a free breakfast yeah if if that was the person on the receiving end of that like i would have made it go on and on because i would have responded because like that was funny i would have responded back like this why the fuck y'all ain't in business no more (laughs) (laughs) yo honey uh honey keeping motherfuckers Honey <laughs> badger ass bear. Yeah, yeah. But you, you you a fucking bear now, nigga. You can't shut down. Um to a woman who said that she was glad to see the demise of this shit stained rotten garbage dispensary. Um he said, Yeah. If, he said, Yeah, if you knew how to wipe, there wouldn't be any stains. 
we're glad we're glad never to see your kind again either the feeling what is a mutual. fucking cornball you know what oh. pisses me off the most about this is that he's not good with the clap back no <laughs> these should be funny right these should yeah. be hilarious he's See, not good. yeah he get that dry on season clap back like we was talking about that before is. yeah that's because he hasn't been challenged because he this is his father's restaurant. Mm-hmm. He just works. Like, he hasn't been out in the world yes, and challenged. Yes. Cause now clap back so corny like this. Go He's out had the world, no hardship. Get some adversity. Have some hardship. Get some be jokes. discriminated against. Have some isms thrown at you. Learn a comeback and line. And then, like, you mm-hmm. could come back better. Because oh, that, man. what? You know, he obviously don't have a wife or kids or a girlfriend or significant other. Because all this free time, y'all to be fucking him. Why are you posting comments? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like, suggest he keep his day job, but I guess that's not. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he could have took, took his kids out, spent some time right. with them. Hey, do you wouldn't have been worried about somebody posting something 45 years ago? Well, remember the last comment about the shit stain thing, because it comes back up, okay? Okay. Uh-oh. To a man who said that after all of the restaurant's health code violations, its closure was overdue. He said, thanks for being one of our shittiest customers. Glad we'll never deal with assholes like you again. We're doing just fine. Nigga, y'all are closed. (laughs) How are you doing fine? Fine where? Mm -hmm. Is the object of the business to make money and stay open? Because if not, then I guess you're doing fine. But if it's like every other business, this is not fine. (laughs) You're doing fine, but your bitter ass is on Facebook responding to comments from two years ago. That don't sound fine. He's doing that fine like that dog sitting for coffee in the fire. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, To a man who said that his eggs and bacon were cold when he got them, he said, cold is your attitude. So happy we never had to deal with people like you again. Cool story, bro. Now shove it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> no, not cool this story. is a seven year old. No, that's what I'm saying. Now this is the, so. This, this is, is a child. This is not. I call no. third graders have better comebacks. It's than a lie. The, something in the milk ain't clean. This is a child. This is a child. <laughs> <laughs> These are kid jokes. These are kid jokes. These are not. So, shove it. Shove it where the sun don't shine. Is so white. That's like yeah. the, that's like the this whitest comeback. Oh my god. Shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Um, to a man who complained about shitty owners and shitty atmosphere he said don't forget about the very shitty customer to a <laughs> to a woman who said that she'd be good she'd been giving sour cream with her coffee uh sour cream with the coffee instead of cream who fucks that up uh them them a seven-year-old yeah that dude that's why i ain't in business uh she he replied in all caps Nice try, suckers. We win. LOL. We so. We win. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. See, this you... is how you know this is a white person. Because even when you lose, you think you win. <laughs> like your business is shut the fuck down, and you're oh, like, man. "We won. We're fine." Like no. that. That is some white shit. But when you picture a seven-year-old saying it, it's actually really funny. <laughs> you gotta, I'm telling you, you gotta just think of a little seven-year-old kid. Maybe four. Maybe that's funnier. I don't know. Now, I do believe they probably did win, quote-unquote, because they're white. So, like, some, right. something positive yeah. happened out of this. Like, they can only fall yeah. so far. You know what I mean? We would have been on the street. They ass is like living with their uncle somewhere. <laughs> they're on a temporary vacation. Right. Right. They're gonna start up another business. Right. We're gonna start 
have like, another shitty diner. Off. They're trying to figure it out. They wrote everything off. Right? Yeah. Come to every the every single thing. Like, how you write off a light bulb? Like they wrote off everything. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to. They call tax breaks. They got a commercial for the next uh, restaurant they open it. Come down to the shit stay diner, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> open for business. Um. Yeah, so it says, nice, nice try, suckers. We win, LOL. We sold the building and off to a great life with nothing but happy people and real personalities. We will not miss people like you at all. This is a Trump supporter. A seven-year-old Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, yes. This is, this is that Yodla boy. That's who that is. That's who this is. That little Yodlin white boy. That's who it is. <laughs> I, I just feel like he says shit like that. <laughs> So, <laughs> <in him. laughs> Yo, black, black people threw black people threw that little boy under the bus so fast. Oh, it was so it was so like um that like that's that's how fucked up racism is is that like <laughs> everybody celebrated the white the white boy but they did it too good and we was like nah something <laughs> up what's what's the trick what's the what's the other shoe he got some little racist pose. Yeah, and we don't be wrong so i mean but you know what <laughs> i bet you when it's time for him to clap back on the internet he'll know how to do it yeah. adversity he'll yodel okay. that shit oh mm. uh, <laughs> uh, to a man who said the food had a chemical taste he said enjoy your overpriced breakfast in a snobby ambiance because we out and very happy to be a screw customer service it is oh he left out a word uh school customer service is no long our priority buddy we're moved we're more worried about being happy and being surrounded by happy people bye bye big complainer oh my god you know what you should read it in the voice of um the black white supremacist from dave chappelle all right all right oh i got it all right i'm gonna try i'm gonna try (laughs) enjoy your over enjoy Enjoy your overpriced breakfast and snobby ambiance. We out and very happy to be. Screw customer service. It's no longer our priority, buddy. We're worried about <laughs> being happy and being surrounded by happy people. Bye bye, big complainer. White power. <laughs> I don't want to be funny like that. <laughs> you should have added white power after every sentence. Yes. <laughs> bye bye, niggers. Bye, white power. Um, oh, I was hearing nigger at the end of every. Um, yeah, that's all I was like, you know, just yeah, I just, I just heard it. That just happened. I figured it was implied. But yeah. when one of them, he said, "I don't want to serve you kind anyway." <laughs> <laughs> you people, yeah, that's a good point. You darkest, maybe happy people is is really means white folks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So another dude said, um, "It's funny y'all waited till the restaurant closed to talk all this shit." And then he said, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so crappy customers like yourself could find more ways to try and bring us down. If you had any balls, you couldn't talk that stuff. You're talking to our face, white power. Now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, all right, all right. There we go. There we go. Oh, man. I knew that's the voice that needed to be Yeah, it's wild though, cause like they did have bad, um, bad health ratings. So like mm. he, yeah, it says um, they had been closed by the health department in the past seven months. It was shuttered in October and November. Inspectors vlo- logged fifty-one violations. Oh, 
that place was nasty was they found stuff like more than 250 rodent droppings <gasps> i've thought about what was that, that grade what a negative f <laughs> yeah who had to count it yeah that's a good one <laughs> who's counting those oh, shit you're right. Oh, Somebody did have to give them a number and count them. I feel like I feel like at that point you just like I don't know, man. I would like, just guess. Yeah, yeah. we, we, we go round. Can we round? Uh, it's it it's gotta be over. Boop, boop, boop in there. It was boop poop. I stopped yeah. counting that too. I would like fifty them, fifty thousand them. <laughs> uh, how many rat droppers was it? Uh, like fifty eleven, dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it was a lot of them. Oh, over two fifty. Over wow. two fifty. I know that much. Uh, at, at, and they found a piece of cockroach floating in the milk. Oh, a piece. It was the other yeah. piece. Oh, well, see, I oh, guess, man. I guess there was something in that milk, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't clean. That's all y'all, That's all y'all. That means a live cockroach with like no leg was chilling in the restaurant. Yeah, so oh. you know they still be living, right? Cockroaches can live through anything. Oh mm-hmm. man. <sighs> all right um let's get into our games guys let's do some fucking with black oh that wasn't the game <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just the news that was just us having okay. a little a little fun with what's going on in the news there buddies so <laughs> we like to get into um all right let me play our game show music uh karen you ready over there mm-hmm. all right here we go <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe, we find different articles that make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to one hundred in intervals of twenty-five for how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, everybody, yay! All right, let's see who's fucking with black people um, today because uh, it's always a long list um here's one. Oh, uh police so it's never good when it's 100 right yeah it's never good when an article start with that police and then the semicolon mm-hmm. that was really the first sentence in the article police yeah mm-hmm. police because it's always some the what the police said it was right like police that nigger had a gun uh <laughs> coming up at 11 uh nigger is implied right yeah police black woman declares i hate white people before attacking ride on bus passengers i think we should hear her out i just don't i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna jump to any conclusions until i read the article. i'm just saying <laughs> there, there might be valid reasons <clears throat> a black woman declared her disdain for white people before pummeling two white passengers on board a moving ride on bus kimberly jordan 24 of silver spring is charged with racial harassment uh, what okay <laughs> they gonna try That's to thing? right no. I, I didn't know i guess it's a thing if you do it to white people right yeah. <laughs> that's the first on the show <clears throat> obstructing and second degree assault due to her alleged offensive and physically painful antics it was <laughs> second day time we heard antics on the show today mm-hmm. um it was 9 p.m on a monday the ride on bus was operating a route near the intersection of frederick avenue and travis avenue those do sound like black places right (laughs) (laughs) uh (laughs) jordan allegedly began to stare at two white passengers and then she murmured i hate white people that's a lot Mm, 
They the white person wrote this story. Oh, that police. I mean, just the police account. Yes. Right. right. Okay. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. A, a short um, and also unprovoked. You got this article from Facebook. Uh, where is this from? <laughs> WJLA.com. So it's Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. Uh, you know, I, I try to avoid the Facebook news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, y'all, I, she was provoked. Somebody, there was some mm-hmm. other words exchanged somewhere. Mm. You know, white people would tell a story and leave some oh, shit out. Honestly, words didn't have to be exchanged because it's just so much shit that you can one day just be like, oh, I'm white people and do shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I've, I've reached you my white, no, I've reached my white quota. This is our this is this is every this is every black person's kind of big fear of our right. our moment of turning into the Hulk of just like <laughs> you reach that day where you like I'm always angry and just start beating mm-hmm. people up. Um, so yeah, yeah, according to them, uh, she said that and she start beating their ass. Um, uh, <laughs> a short while later, Jordan who weighs oh why they got put away in here. Oh, they try to make us sound they gotta scary. make us sound like a monster. One hundred, one hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put her weight two fifty pounds. Reportedly stood up and clocked the female white passenger in the face. The the white male passenger attempted to defend his friend, but he got smacked in the face as well. The male victim suffered a long cut to his nose, while the female victim had a number of scratches on her palms, like defensive wounds jordan fled from the bus but officers responded to the assault call managed to catch her about a quarter mile away jordan initially told police that the female victim had issued the first blow however ride on bus surveillance video showed differently jordan ultimately began to whistle a different tune first stating she felt remorseful for her actions and later adding that she had not been taking her prescribed medication as of late well at that point i'm just glad she didn't end up dead because police don't yeah. know how to respond to that yeah. um an officer advised that failing to take medication is not an excuse for racist conduct oh but when it was roseanne you know what you know mm-hmm. what that's mm-hmm. fine that's fine mm-hmm. uh jordan responded i know the ride on bus driver told investigating officers that he witnessed the entire fight and her snitch and her jordan utter i hate white people <laughs> jordan's friend who was also on the bus corroborated that count as well not a real friend uh <laughs> <laughs> was your friend on here talking about I hate white people beating them up i need to speak to a lawyer i need to speak to a lawyer right i don't need yep. a representative um all those people have warrants and shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i can't be telling you this might be her third strike i don't know mm-hmm. according to court documents um um jordan was unemployed and lived with her grandmother at the time of the arrest she has a lengthy arrest record for charges like theft burglary obstruction of property assault and domestic violence jordan is scheduled to appear in the court in july 12th in a preliminary hearing and she faces up to 13 years in prison wow. what wow. and she has no defense attorney listed on her paperwork right now wow whoa i'm gonna get a public defender you just, just depressed me thank you this is thank what you. this game is this is uh yeah. i know like i said y'all probably gonna have to talk about us next week and i understand <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what we do it's basically good times over here um <laughs> anyway zero to 100 karen 100 all right jay hundred 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 queen yeah i gotta give it a hundred too and it started out so pleasant you know yeah it's a lot you started out pleasant (laughs) (laughs) no half of the story is a lie because we know they said something to her even if they looked at her too long, that's words to me. Okay, don't look. That's at words me. to all of us. Don't that's look, it. Don't look at y'all us. looking at me enough. 
Okay. Nah, there's more to this story. There's more to this story. I agree. It does get tricky though with uh, with the friend corroborating the story. That does make that's my thing. I don't trust the friend because the friend probably got warrants and shit, Mm. and it's like you know I let them shits go away if you da 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 da. Like we know how we know the justice system is. Yeah. The friend was a black man and he was like, You can't be hitting white women now. Come on. It was too yeah, much. That, that's <laughs> not the white movie in Queens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, my milk of magnesia? Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you put it that way. <laughs> my uh, my Alabaster Princess, oh, I'm so sorry that she would do that to you. Um all right, next one. Charleston, South Carolina. Uh a city. One hundred. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's a city that I love to visit. It's so it's beautiful. beautiful. It is a beautiful. I beautiful. always love taking tours. Um, the tours are so dope because I, everyone I've been on, they don't. Because I'm one of these people. I like when they don't shy away from like the fucked up shit white people did. Mm-hmm. Like, and they never do that. I was like, yo, white people was fucking up people over here. They <laughs> like, like, over like, there. I, that's that's where they hung the slaves right there. Yes, turn around, white people on yo, this string right there. And, and uh, every time we take the tour, the white people on the tour does be so uncomfortable. But I'll be like, I no. Would, I would yes uh we had a black yeah we had a black dude one time and he was good but the white dude was even better because he was yes just, he was so unflinching he was just like mm. yes and back there they had a fucking prison and a psychiatric ward they used to house black people in there and kill them the average cycle of life was this long and they would bury them in the backyard and people to this day said place is haunted kid da 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 and white people would be like but uh, I have a question. Were there some like nice slave owners? He's like, no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they was killing people. Are you yeah, listening? Like, are you paying attention? <laughs> oh, so good. If you, I, I recommend it if you get a chance. Anyway, okay. Charleston, where forty percent of all U.S. slaves entered the country, may mm-hmm. finally apologize for its role in the slave trade. Mm. Late pass. A mile from where <laughs> ships dropped shackled Africans off by, thou- by the thousands inside a city hall built by forced labor, council members gathered Tuesday to finally announce Charleston's role in the slave trade. Wait, wait. Plot twist? Was it a secret? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all do tours. I mean, me and Roger went to the, the marketplace. What are we talking about here? Guys, I think it's time. It's time for us to finally admit it. We had slaves. Oh man, <laughs> why you gotta no, bring that up? The U.S. is such a fuck boy. Like that's like that guy who like just cheats on you the whole fucking relationship, <laughs> the whole fucking time. Gave you all kinds of STDs. Yeah, he had a baby. Mad kids. He got mad kids on you. All of that shit. And then he gonna finally be like, you know, babe, I, I did do you wrong. But only with that woman. <laughs> Only with Karen. I did that. That's right. it. You're right. I was fucking that, He DM you Sorry, on what? he DM you on Facebook from his current like wedding. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I got married, I finally can admit oh, I did gosh. you dirty. That's uh, like when you have a boyfriend and you find out he's married because he posted right. a picture on the Facebook. Page. Right. Like, like oh. wait a minute. Oh, well, you know what? That's why you was busy Saturday. Right. You, you was getting married. Yeah, you oh, caught you okay. you caught me, and I do want to say I'm sorry now that you caught me. Um, all right, so we have a two hour limit on these things, but we're gonna go to the next session. I'm gonna invite y'all back on screen. Uh, it only takes okay. like a minute. We'll be right back, guys. Give me one second. Okay. okay cool. Um, right. but that is an excellent analogy. That, uh, <laughs> uh, now that you caught me, um, out here with my other woman, uh, let me tell you something. I have been cheating. I have done you dirty, girl. Um, ah! all right, getting back 
going live inviting everybody to the chat okay let me add you to the screen um here we go i'm adding you and let me go find queen of jay and we'll get right back to uh this sad sad segment <laughs> i ain't that true oh uh, all right oh here they go all right cool and invited <clears throat> charleston like you know what guys you're skiing and you're plotted and you got me yes we are racist Oh, I all right racist. Hold on. uh screen's looking blank oh wait i invited the wrong person that's why let me close that and invite the right people sorry about that allison i know you didn't ask to be on the show I know she was like no no Mm-mm. yeah it must have popped up right when i clicked it so allison just out here like excuse me hello is this thing on uh um, no i didn't ask to be a part uh, i also would like to say 100 um that place is racist all right now i just invited them so they should be back Ah, oh, there you go. All right. <clears throat> Back to Charleston. For the South Carolina city, the apology has been in the works for a long time. You don't say. The city council picked Tuesday to approve the resolution because it's Juneteenth. One hundred. Right? It's, it's like, uh, you know what's sad is I know that there's so many black people that work so hard to get this moment. And, and it's, it's it's a symbolic moment but it's probably also a moment of triumph to a certain extent but this is like the duality of black life in america is like yeah. it's like it's juneteenth yeah and we finally got these crackers to admit that they fucking racist and they got slaves yeah, yeah. but uh didn't that happen in um uh 17 <laughs> didn't that happen in 1797 yeah yeah a little late you know um yeah. So, oh, I'm still affected by it and shit. Yeah. Are they gonna give us some money or no? Oh, okay. So it's just like a. How I get? I mean, yeah. thanks. I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna quit or uh, raising the people taxes that live there so that eventually they can't afford the homes at the beach? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a day that celebrates the abolition of slavery. The vestiges of slavery still plague us today. Councilman William Dudley Gregory uh, said. Uh, he bought the pop, he bought, brought the bipartisan resolution to the council. I wonder if he's black. I'm gonna Google this dude real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, they always wait till it's us. We the ones that gotta do it. Yep. Yep. If like, now that a black person's in charge, can you apologize for slavery? It's like, man, mm-hmm. but I just got this job. Get, <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with that shit. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find his, uh, that's, I guess he's the governor. He is black, y'all he is black it always comes down to us to fucking balance the moral fucking equivalency of the world um uh so he says either way up or down it will show the world it will give the world a barometer of where we stand as a city in the 21st century as it relates to racial reconciliation uh the two-page resolution is not just an apology it's also an acknowledgement that slavery brutalized the people and stripped them of their culture and their values the institution of slavery did not just involve the physical confinement and mistreatment it says it also sought to suppress its if not destroy the cultural religious and social values of africans by stripping africans of their ancestral names and customs humiliating and brutalizing them through sexual exploitation and selling african relatives apart from one another without regard to the connection of family a human condition universal amongst all peoples of the world slavery riddles the history of south carolina the south carolina city 40 percent of african americans forcibly were brought to the u.s uh and was set foot on american soil in charleston in fact some 80 percent of african americans can trace their roots back to charleston hmm. mm-hmm. 
so before mm-hmm. y'all start judging us down the south nigga you from here too just think about it <laughs> yeah you just I told y'all Right. Yeah, my family from South Carolina. Yeah, like everybody be like one generation away and shit. Do like, hey, don't get too, don't get too uppity with us. We, you, you with us too, nigga. Come get these grits. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what if I do like the passage about how brutal slavery was, but mostly mm-hmm. because we don't teach it in class. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. White people really get a sanitized version of slavery that allows them to believe that their ancestors were not bad people, and, and so do black people, and, and that, so do we, right? And that, and I think, uh, and and I, as an adult, over the past maybe I'm not gonna lie, three or four years, mm-hmm. I just recently got comfortable with actually watching slavery movies and actually mm-hmm. reading books about history and things like that because roger could read them i was like no because i was mm-hmm. like it's sad it's depressing i don't like like it just takes me to a terrible i'm just it just took me to a a terrible place and i know but what i fail to realize i don't know you know mm-hmm. like like i know but i don't know i know based off of talk to family and friends you know my my, my relatives that were jim crow and 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 years ago when i was a little child like great great aunts and uncles that were slaves but i really don't know because like when you really start reading and educating yourself i realize a you realize that the shit they doing now ain't new it's just a a reformed version of the same shit and you Mm -hmm. also your eyes will open up they do the same strategies they they they, they use the same language you know Mm -hmm. they, they they promote it and push it the same you know, it's just quote unquote called something else, but it's, it's the, the remix. Yeah, it's just the remix. Yeah, right. Right. The, the foundation of it is the same. And once you start actually digging down into it and you start really realizing how um unashamed and how white people really felt, you will better understand why they feel like that today because <laughs> a lot of them have not been taught that your behavior has not changed but you expect us to get over it when you as a culture have not gotten over it you know you want us to get over slavery but every time i say something you got to bring that goddamn flag up with them baby we all are in pain like the country as a whole people federalize the country as a whole is in pain you know and that's something that is hard for people to understand so once i got that understanding it made me embrace my culture more it made me learn more about myself i'm just keeping it real in my history and where i came from and mm-hmm. stuff like this don't make me sad anymore because i used to I, I used to be the type of person to just almost immediately run away but when you don't know your history history is doomed to repeat itself i know people hear that yeah. all the time but that is a fact because mm-hmm. if people do not pay attention to what's happening to them immigrant children that's the same thing with slavery what you start you start with men that's what you do. You start with the head of households in, mo- in, in the traditional sense. You start with men, mm-hmm. the people who normally make the most money. And then you start separating children from mothers and children. You start separating. And then next thing you know, you got two, three, four generations of people that, that, that lose their history, lose their customs, don't know where they came from, lose mm-hmm. their language. They don't know anything about anything. And then what you can do, just like you did to the brown people, you can whitewash them. You can show them your way. You can teach them that this is the way it is. And then they grow up thinking this is the way it is, along with the white children. Do you purposely and strategically treat dumb so that they can grow up walking into the same 
uh patriarchy when it comes to white supremacy because the thing about whiteness whiteness is designed to protect itself and the biggest game that rich white folks ever pulled was teaching poor white folks that y'all better than them niggas mm-hmm. when truth be told we all on the same goddamn boat and you punching a hole in it and we both gonna motherfucking sink because you too ignorant to realize that they don't give a fuck about you either because in their minds you're poor white trash and i'm a nigger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I love about. Uh, I gotta give that one a Karen or ad lib. Come on, <laughs> that's what she got. She be like, "Come on, yes." That's yes. why. That's why I like about the passage and that, and then not just being like, "We acknowledge that we had a role." And nah, come with it. Like let's and and obviously I know that 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 black man probably had to fight for that specific language. Yeah. Um, and I hope that it lasts forever. I hope they put it on a fucking statue. Like don't just have some white people come in and strip that language out or whatever because you're never going to undo the harm of slavery um but you can recognize it a lot of how the way i describe race relations in the united states and white supremacy versus black people in the u.s is it's a domestic violence relationship um they're the abuser we are the abused and both sides need to be rehabilitated because if only black people are rehabilitated, they're still abusers and they're still going to do that shit or they're going to do it to someone else. You know, like both sides need to be fucking rehabilitated. Um, but as a person being abused, it is extremely hard to fucking care and want to nurture or whatever the rehabilitation of your abuser. You know, so it's like, it's like extra work that generally we just can't or don't want to do. It's just tiring. Like, and they don't, and it's, it's even more tiring when there's no investment from the other side. Like, like even in a, um, a domestic situation, like I'm sure some of those relationships can be fixed and mended or whatever. I'm sure some people have made it through some incidents, but not without somebody buying in. Like, the abusive person has to be like i'm fucked up i have to yeah, work on my shit i, get help I have something. to yes like i i have to find a way so that i'm not toxic towards you and and what and what is the impulse inside myself i still feel like a, a large degree of why american racism is the way it is um I, I was talking about this on twitter today um but a lot of it is the impulse that they stole this land and they just mm-hmm. been and they stole these people and they stole us and they've been waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole fucking time. They like, just yeah. been sitting here the whole time, like when they gonna come in the house and steal our shit. We need some guns. Uh, we need some. Yeah, put- that, that mm-hmm. is that is. Yeah. What it is. you know, exactly. like um, Republicans. That's why more than two of us gathering. It's like, oh shit, oh, right? Oh, it's a <laughs> oh. Somebody put a wire in the church. We something's <laughs> going on. And then yeah. like um, with Republicans specifically, um, their policies lately, anyway, or probably my whole life, but most of them, you know their policies they're so built off of punitive puritanical ideals so they really believe punishment is a deterrent to human nature and we found Mm -hmm. out through i don't know centuries of shit it's not like you can't actually like the death penalty never stops people from doing committing capital crimes like it continues um uh, not having access to um uh like planned parenthood or places where you can get an abortion um which small percentage of planned parenthood is abortions but still the point being they want planned parenthood to not exist at all because of that small percentage it's not going to stop women from getting abortions 
nope. being uh punitive towards lgbtq people you're not gonna stop people from being gay you're not gonna stop it like they, they but they so think like it's not gonna stop it yeah nothing's gonna stop it and yet they they get off on being that way like um well if we just if we scare the black people they'll stop wanting to be treated like humans like no we, we fucking want like that's the whole point like we kind of have been fighting you niggas for 400 years and we are if we have to die we'll die but at least we'll die being like we fought to get something out of this yeah. life they they refuse to relent on that and it's not just them i think we all have if we're if you're american some of this shit gets in you you know i know i have vengeance in me i know like i know the death penalty is wrong but nigga if it's dylan roof i'm gonna be fry his ass you know like i don't really have i i'm not always gonna be perfect with it i'm not always gonna be right with it well that's because you you this, you have watched a system that has already failed you. Right. So why would you stand by the death penalty? Right. I shouldn't, and I don't. Yeah. But at the same time, that nigga, I won't. I Not won't. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Right. Like, and they feel. You, yeah. You see the system be flawed so much right. that it's just like I can't stand by any of this shit. Like, it's like how niggas rooted for OJ, but we don't even really like OJ. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like people's like, uh, get that mother. Yes kill them get away and it's like oh we became kind of savage for <laughs> like just immediate like I, we uh, for a large part of us i don't think we knew we had that in us until that moment it was like oh yeah i guess huh i think i'm fucked up like I, <laughs> like I think i think y'all have succeeded in fucking me up as much as y'all are fucked up in some areas because i'm rooting for a dude that killed two people to get away simply because i just want some semblance of meritocracy i can't even call it justice like maybe a rich nigga could kill some people but what about that you know which is sad so it, anyway i just appreciate the statement having that in it it's still um a hundred to me i mm-hmm. appreciate his hard work you know i'm sure that yeah. the white people fought that nigga every step of the way <laughs> um I, I bet i feel like that's not a unanimous vote if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but um but yeah man i'm glad they did it but anytime i have to think about we'll talk about this situation i'm um always feel like it's a hundred um oh and then um the (laughs) earlier tuesday councilman keith warring an african-american said the resolution in the current state has no substance and he wouldn't vote for it it wasn't immediately voted uh know how he voted that night he said we vote for it today how are we going to be better off tomorrow or the next day without a substantive change in policy the proposal is hollow and i do agree with the sentiment there like this is this is this is a symbolic thing um mm-hmm. but i can admit that symbols do hold value so i, I you know i feel of two minds about it mm-hmm. um let's see oh and along with the resolution the city calls uh for them to promote equality in city businesses to memorialize african-american graves and uh, to create an office of racial con- re- reconciliation so i guess when those things may be done maybe you'll get some level of uh a little bit more i don't know oomph behind it but uh still 100 karen what about you oh what's 100 queen 100 jay 100 all right right, let's do something fun um i'll let you guys pick i say fun but you guys know it's probably gonna be fucked up um (laughs) i'll let i'll let you i'll let queen and jay pick since they're the guest um um do you guys either want to do guess the race which is where we read articles and stuff and we let you and the audience and karen guess the race of the people involved they're normally crimes 
or uh we can do white people news which is where we um talk about white people and the stupid shit they get up into uh and you know both of the segments can be very fun mm-hmm. what do you want to do? I don't know. let's do guess the race all right let's do some guess the race guys yeah, the chat room is saying guess the race. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we <laughs> they don't want to hear that cover song. <laughs> yeah, they they so scared of that that white people news. <laughs> it, I, I won't lie, you do have to go through the cover song, and then we had to talk about whatever Trump did this week, and you know we fast forward through it, but still. Mm-hmm. But that cover song and that that Trump news is brutal. But I did find some good white people covers. I just want y'all to know in the audience. <laughs> oh, I went out looking for some more and uh white people he got still, you covered. No shame. No fucking shame, y'all. They be doing black music now. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh let's get into guest race, Karen. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going to cause all podcast land we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today queen and jay from the tea with queen and jay podcast to guess the race and the chat room plays along and everybody's racist all right <laughs> let's see who's doing something racist today uh uh, doing some crimes today a uh, michigan woman may have served her ex-lover's remains at a barbecue oh right, right. <laughs> out the gate <laughs> i won't lie you don't get extra points for speed but uh anyway. <laughs> if you've ever seen the end of the movie fried green tomatoes yeah. then you have an idea what may have happened to a michigan man in 2014 and uh wait I think I saw fried green tomatoes. They barbecued a nigga. Is that something that happened? I don't remember, I don't remember that. I need to rewatch that shit because I definitely missed that part. So wait, like, what kind of barbecue? Like, <laughs> I, I, was it was it Korean? Was it Southern? I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, did it come with some good coleslaw? In a new television documentary, you made the potato salad. <laughs> That, important question. Y'all, y'all are trying to find the context clues. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> what drinks were served? Right. Uh, he was served with raisins in a potato salad. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, in a new television documentary, authorities allege that a serial killer and her husband chopped up and killed her former lover and then served his remains at a neighborhood barbecue in 2014. Kelly Cochran oh. later injected her husband with a lethal dose of heroin February 2016. The docu-series on investigation discovery called Dead North takes the viewer on a journey that might just leave a bad taste in her mouth. Cochran, 36, admitted in court that she and her husband lured her lover, Chris Reagan, inside their home, shot and dismembered him in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Cochran said she and her husband had made a pact that they would get rid of anyone involved in their extramarital affairs. Uh, Okay, you couldn't have just divorced? Right? This like divorce me nigga before you plot let you know right now just serve me them papers i'll cry my feelings will be hurt but i'll be all right just like what uh beyonce did to becky with the good hair and uh lemonade the visual album <laughs> it's like yeah i gotta kill her too though like i mean you shouldn't have done that uh the investigation discovery said in a statement that neighbors said they believed they were served human remains neighbors 
how do you how do you know does this taste kind of <laughs> this meat taste kind of drugger to you i mean because she she overdosed them pretty sure it was in the flavor of the sauce <laughs> you just take a bite and you're like mm. no nah, but like think about it like what when our body looks like a chicken wing or a chicken thigh or a steak I mean, barbecue, <laughs> you know, with barbecue, like, you strip the meat off the bone so, like, they don't actually see what it looked like when it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a... So you think it was, like, pulled pork kind of, like... Just, that kind of barbecue. Yeah. It's the only way it makes sense because, like, I mean, one... You know, whiter and whiter, so... <laughs> yeah, why are y'all up north making pulled pork barbecue anyway? But still... <laughs> uh, but, they should have known something was wrong. Right, but then even with that, like, how did you like how do you taste it and you just like mm, chris this <laughs> <laughs> tastes like, like chris to you yeah like somebody said no seasoning oh i bet there wasn't no seasoning <laughs> is that what <laughs> y'all are convinced these are white people uh investigation discovery said in a statement that neighbors uh said they believe they would serve human remains possibly reagan's and oh they think they knew who it was wow one friend who was in interviewed for the documentary also described eating a strange tasting burger without realizing at the time that it could have been human cochran told investigators that she killed her husband two years later because he took the only good thing in her life which was her side man this is weird so this is a town of cannibals because i don't understand how you know you ate humans and nobody was like, "Hey, dog, I'm a. Is there a missing person around here somewhere? <laughs> what did you do to make this meat so? What is what is in this burger? Mm-hmm. I guess that's a secret, man. A little secret recipe. Y'all seen Chris? Nah. <laughs> uh, Cochran's family told investigators that she may have killed as many as nine people, and oh! and buried their bodies in various spots across the Midwest. Mm, we normally what? don't. We normally do not see uh woman serial killers, by the way. Very yeah, rare. This is low. That's us. That's she's this is a white person. Yeah. How does she drive around various places in a with a dead body? And then setting a she fire. She never got pulled over. This no one ever checked her car. This is a white woman. You think they're gonna let Queen of Jay or Karen set some fires? No. Nine times? Um, I mean, I don't know what, depending on what the barbecue tastes like. I mean, you might get a, <laughs> you know, we always talk about inviting people to the cookout. I don't know. Um, by the way, uh, black people, we get it. You don't want anybody to come to the cookout that's fun. Okay. It's not going to be a fun, <laughs> it's not going to be a fun cookout no more. All the problematic people can't make it, guys. We gotta, we gotta let a couple of them in. Who we gonna roast? Who we gonna roast? Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Cochran said that, uh, <laughs> man, I just, I should have said after Charleston said that shit, like, Charleston, welcome to the cookout. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Cochran has, uh, said that she has other friends buried in Michigan, Indiana, Tennessee, and Minnesota. Good God, she wasn't playing. The identities and locations of these bodies remain a mystery. She was sentenced to life in prison without parole in May 2017 for Reagan's murder. She was then convicted of murdering her husband in May 2018. She was sentenced to another 65 years in jail for killing her husband. Guess the race of Kelly Cochran, Karen. Kelly Cochran was a white woman. Queen. She was a white woman or she could have been an Asian woman. 
Mm-mm, you gotta pick one because they be undetectable like people who don't generally pay attention they don't police them they don't police asian people you so. got you gotta you gotta you gotta i need you to go in and pick one though you got is it asian or white okay she drove around a lot so i'm gonna say white oh 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 oh, oh, oh the stereotype oh welcome to karen's side of the podcast <laughs> that sound like me baby come on over here <laughs> and jay what about you i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna go ahead and say white uh-huh. not unpoliced setting fires driving around inviting her neighbor because also also i feel like black people if we're gonna kill somebody i feel like we just kill them we're not about to feed them to our neighbors mm. you know this is this is a white person okay so y'all think there was mayo on the barbecue let's see what you think in chat white why this is why you can't eat everybody's cooking white lorena bobbin white this burger smells like wet dog white her white (laughs) her white tears couldn't get her out that mess white that's why we don't eat everybody food white yuck uh oh the push a t uh version that yeah uh push a t white and crazy as hell her friends only noticed because they were seasoning in the food that was trying to cover it up um uh served with wonder bread white on white finger licking white meat chicken aioli mayo infused heroin white smoking while you got them white woman and medium rare white meat uh white the correct answer is and everybody got it she was white yeah i love that after all that shit she said she killed her husband because he made her kill her, her side nigga that's some mm. that's some petty right she's like he was the only good thing i ever had and this nigga made me kill him mm. um oh my goodness i think she was white that's the kind of white i was picturing too <laughs> violent white <laughs> what? it's mad white yeah you know i'm saying the way she looks it had two men's like i know did she suffer eyebrows what happened to them i i mean they're there but they're very thin spiders a lot so <laughs> they, was, they got singed they were singed off all right uh let's go to the next one um how about this one uh police say a man used his riding lawnmower to hit people in the face with rocks oh i know how did he get the aim to be able to do that shit right because that can be done by accident but you know particularly if you cut too low it catches something and shoot it out um yeah. so we're new yorkers <laughs> <laughs> we don't have lawns and um what kind of what i, mean, I have to describe the uh, lawnmower like what okay what so apparently it's a riding lawnmower the kind that you, you see where on. they sit on it like oh, a okay. motor, yeah All like right. a john deere okay, yeah that's probably the word i Get okay, got mm-hmm. it. A Texas man is accused of using his riding lawnmower to launch a rock attack in his neighborhood. Ooh, did a this... rock attack! Oh, so then what he do? Sit it on top of the rocks? Yeah, I believe so. Po- oh, police say on June 9th, Johnny Manning, seventy-two, uh, rode his riding lawnmower onto a gravel driveway where he pelted three people with rocks as they were exiting a vehicle. <gasps> the man who reported the incident told police he was dropping off his ex-wife and daughter at home uh at the home they that the pair share with manning 
when the attack occurred so they share the home with him the man told police manning doesn't like him you know why would you hit the fucking daughter and the wife then they could have got actually injured because you know those propellers are really strong so it could have caught a rock and hit somebody broke a window i like i like that your observation was they could have actually gotten injured from lawnmower propel rocks yes that's the whole point that's the whole reason yeah. of the story. <laughs> that's kind of, i would say that's kind of obvious yeah that was that's why it's in the paper i was like nobody got hurt i was like what's happening here oh they did they did get hurt ah uh, uh, okay yeah yeah the man's nine-year-old daughter was struck in the face and body by rocks uh oh the God. rock attack also damaged the man's suv including broken windows dents and scratches okay police said manning confessed to the attack and told him he'd do it again if he had the chance white <laughs> man sounds pretty black black and old hell yeah i'll do it again yes, yes. all right man i'm saying that that was a very black i mean thing. was he drinking a cold 45 he was riding his lawnmower <laughs> was a cigarette hanging out the line manning uh was arrested on two felonies inten- intentional bodily harm and criminal mischief for of more than twenty five hundred dollars in a misdemeanor assault a charge police said guess the race of uh johnny manning oh that's a good one johnny manning wait what was what is the, the charges again it was two felonies uh and a misdemeanor the two felonies intentional bodily injury and criminal mischief of more than twenty five hundred dollars and a misdemeanor assault charge. This is not a black man. I think it's a black person. I'm gonna go white. Karen's going white. Queen, you charges. said. Queen said black. Yeah. And charges Jay. feel so light. Personally, if a child wasn't in- injured, mm. I would love for this to be a black person because mm. this sounds like maybe a good time. Mm. If a child wasn't injured. But you're going. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I feel I don't know. This is a tricky one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet and say white. All right, all right. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Get off my damn line, you sons of bitches! White, get out of here. This is stupid. White, uh, black. This is an old petty nigga. Yes, they deserve to die, and I and I hope they burn in hell. White hires Mexicans for the actual law mowing. White, <laughs> so no assault white the audacity of caucasity white old black folks are fed up black johnny black rock <laughs> rocking that nazi lawnmower white Aww. letting the chopper spray and live to tell the story white <laughs> hank the two man taylor white black man ain't fucking up his ride ride with a lawnmower uh redneck mm-hmm. mm. white and the straight story that child got a, got what they deserve white uh, <laughs> wow all right uh the correct answer is most of you got it white yeah okay. what is happening at home was it elder abuse happening like what I, made them plot and plan to like shoot rocks at people they even being elderly abused i'm mad that the um that dude's reasoning was like yeah he just don't like me like damn <laughs> you might want to look into that bro that's a that's a lot oh and, uh, like that. what's that movie and, um, 
I don't know what movie that is, but they go. It's a courthouse situation. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He yes. was in the movie. Yeah, he looks like Ooh, that. Looked like the crip, uh-huh. the crip people. Wait, what? What was the movie? Did y'all figure it out? It's a movie. It's a movie from back in the day. Dan Aykroyd is in yes, it. Yes, Digital yeah, Underground is in it. And Chevy Chase is in it. Yeah, yes. it wasn't. Was Digital Underground in it? And Dan yes, Aykroyd played yes, a judge. Yes. Oh, that movie is so good. Yeah, yeah, he looks yeah. like he, somebody said they said like nothing but trouble. Man. That old man. Yes, he do. He like Dan Aykroyd in that old man makeup. <laughs> oh man, nothing. I cannot believe. Yeah, they said nothing but trouble. I can't that. believe y'all y'all called that reference because honestly, when I first saw this article, I thought about that, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think nobody else fucking saw that well, movie. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's that. I know him. And Queen don't, and, and Queen don't even see no movies. <laughs> Queen don't even huh? see no. You don't even really go see a lot of movies, and you knew that, man. It was on Channel Eleven a lot. It was <laughs> in New York. In New York, back in the day, Channel Eleven used to run all the movies all on Hulu. Yeah, that's uh, how I think most of us saw any movie. That's a good point. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. and uh, but but Queen, you did say black, so you got to get booed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. That's that black sister. Mm-hmm. I had to boo you for a little bit. I'm sorry. She's like, I am a black womanist, okay? Everybody, <laughs> that's pretty I much. I get booed for just existing. That's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, the bonus round. Where's my bonus round music? Um, here we go. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the racism, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Jay and Karen are two for two, and Queen is one and one. But will it be even after the bonus round? Let's find out. Um, audience, place your bets at home. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. A Tennessee psychiatrist has her license suspended after she whipped 10 patients with riding crops and compared them to mules. What's a riding crop? Um, mm. So you know that thing they hit horses with? Yes. To make them run oh. fast? That. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took it you old. know a lot of things, Rod. So I want to know what the fuck that was. No. You know, I'm a man of many tastes. I'm the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um a tennessee psychiatrist license has been suspended after she spanked at least 10 of her patients with whips and riding crops and called them mules dr valerie louise augustus who runs christian psychiatrist services in memphis had whipped several patients on the buttocks in 2015 she used a riding crop which is a thin whip used to hit uh, horses uh to smack several patients in 2015 she also had the riding crop and a whip displayed in her office oh so you knew what you were stepping into mm-hmm. you couldn't even <laughs> oh man uh tennessee medical discipline documents made public on friday revealed she used the riding crop on a patient who had a history of physical abuse and was grappling with depression and suicidal thoughts what what the hell what Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get that depression up out of you. Hold up, man! What you doing with that belt? 
the investigation documents add she made contact with other mental health patients with a riding crop whip or other object the 17 year see this was 17 years the 17 year psychiatrist had her license suspended for 60 days in june by the tennessee border medical examiners after finding no evidence of using whips or riding crops in psychiatrists uh in the psychiatrist uh, in the psychiatrist literature as a part of treatment so she didn't write down i whooped their ass in notes so what can we like, do why was she though <laughs> right I, I, she probably knew you're not supposed to do that they <laughs> probably not a class in the uh in the old uh phd there guys she was also fined ten thousand dollars for her actions and a thousand per patient she struck which is interesting because they said they found no evidence but then they find her a thousand dollars per person she hit so which which is capitalism that sounds about white Mm -hmm. (laughs) the state investigation added she used the riding crops and whips as a desire to exert dominance over her female patients and her inability to accept personal responsibility to get her license back she will be required to take a two-day class on medical ethics boundaries and professionalism imagine you whoop my ass (laughs) and you get to take a two-day class and come back and do and oh i didn't know i couldn't do that Mm -mm. all her patience was white because if she'd hit some niggas they'd have been brawling up and down (laughs) she'd had to been calling the police on them oh my god and people are coming to you for help in very like you know like vulnerable positions and you're in a position of authority and you're like well let me tell you what my well, therapy yeah, is yeah her license needs to be revoked you don't do what's that what's crazy is that there's people like that who know that they have these kind of sadistic horrible ones mm-hmm. so they go into profession so that they can have the power to do this and get away with shit like mm-hmm. that right she will also need to be cleared by vanderbilt comprehensive assessment program which assesses employees with emotional behavior issues in the workspace if a go- went to vanderbilt. Yeah. i went to vanderbilt sorry. oh shout out to vanderbilt <laughs> vu two-day classes though <laughs> She, she probably ain't got to pay that tuition money though <laughs> <laughs> the state probably pay for the classes if augustus is clear she will have to petition to have her license restored then work on a three-year probationary term augustus is yet to com- comment on the investigation according to the clinic's website she's on personal leave as of june 2nd and she and she will and it will and will be shut down for the next two months according to the website she takes a holistic approach to treatment like whooping your mm. whole ass what like mm. spanish inquisition holistic right like, what oh yeah i'm gonna tell you what works on this problem get my whip off the wall real mm. quick uh dr augustus emphasizes a healthy diet and regular physical activity while optionally integrating her spiritual beliefs and principles into each patient's healing process it reads her clinic which was formerly praised as a top mental health practice in memphis uh how uh will be closed throughout june and july all right guess the race of dr what is her name um valerie louise augustus karen white all right queen all right jay um at first i thought she was white because her her punishment sounded so light Mm. but uh i don't know memphis I'm thinking there's a, it sounds like there's some sort of weird religious component to this. It's called Christian psychiatrist, uh, whatever office. So yeah, I'm gonna, let's, let's have fun. 
Maybe uh, this is a black woman living her best inappropriate <laughs> life. <laughs> whooping, I'm gonna change the world, whooping one ass at a, one white person at a time. Let's do that. Let's, oh, let's, oh, let's, oh! You depressed? I'm gonna give you something to be depressed about. Okay, that's right. All Who's right, a black woman. Let's see uh what the chat room says uh let me scroll up you guys are active up in here today that's why i like um all right dr s and m white um yeah i hear you um wait why did i just lose my place what come on scrolling thing work work right uh snow rocky top hills and hollers white um they didn't mention the lena dunham picture next to the riding crop white oh thought freudian theory meant enacting uh bd bdsm on folks the real winner of the triple crown black uh <laughs> republican substitute for obamacare miracle whip oh <laughs> uh let's see what else we got um a black person would have just said would have just used the switch white yeah if they would if the article would have said <laughs> switch a drop cord if the article would have said she told patients to go outside and get them a switch get her a switch uh mm. uh then we would have known she was black of course um white not on my watch Ilyana Van Vanzant white <laughs> <laughs> look at this picture of Harry Tubman and give me my whip um white not a uh, fan of mayo and cheese white two days uh she's white this sounds like an old black mama beating the devil out of you one could be white a two-day class she cured she's cured nope oh only could be white okay the daz band uh now let it whip oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh the a black woman the black woman should have stuck to getting a switch from out back whooping that ass is kojic style black uh sarah jessica parker horse face white jesus <laughs> sarah jessica That's so funny my mom used to say her face was like a foot <laughs> <laughs> i just pictured sarah jessica parker sitting back enjoying our podcast for two hours and <laughs> was like whoa whoa how did we get here slammed out of nowhere just like what i didn't do nothing to nobody okay hustle and flow whoop that trick uh white uh um and uh, stay put oh she knows that's y'all code anyway um so everybody that guessed white you are wrong she was oh. black what I demand a recount. I know I'm about to provide the proof, but let me this provide. This makes me feel like when there was the fucking the DC shooter. The DC shooter right. and the Memphis beater. Um, and I have to give the golf clap to Jay and the few people that got it right, you guys. Well, yep. you know what, well, sister? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just had to be two days wow. of training and shit. Wow. <laughs> no, but then she's on probation and she got to get approved and da 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 da. She got money in the bank. I'm mad. I'm mad. This picture in her office look like she definitely whooped somebody ass though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like that pic. Oh. The picture where she at her desk with the with the laptop look like somebody just said some shit. Where she's like. <laughs> 
okay so you so so make america great again (laughs) 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 i got the cure for this depression okay she actually really living her best white woman of color life she got the natural hair and everything man i wonder how many stories she done told her friends like so then she said that, uh, that she had economic anxiety so you know what I, <laughs> I say bitch you gonna have some real anxiety tonight okay it's gonna be mad anxious oh man all right uh that's the end of that game it's time to wrap it up uh with our latest seg- our last segment that we always do spread awareness to all the people out here in the world that swords are a real problem we talk about gun culture and we talk about guns um and clearly we're getting nowhere on that debate but maybe it's not too late to spread awareness about the violence that swords cause in our last segment sword ratchetness intro ever don't feel bad yeah it's the longest sound effect <laughs> i um it's, it's it's we've grown to love it now it is hilarious <laughs> one one day i hope he get away he never does yeah that shit i'm like how long it take to kill a nigga with a sword that's that's another reason gotta be against it uh a florida man <laughs> threw a samurai sword at sheriff deputies threw it that's not how swords work at all did he uh, name it too <laughs> A Florida man is in jail after law enforcement said he threw a samurai sword at deputies responding to a domestic disturbance call. Um, they got a call Wednesday from a woman who said her son was threatening her with a pair of swords. Um, they showed up. They found a 24-year-old Jeffrey Crane holding the samurai swords, and he refused to put them down. Investigators say Crane then threw one of the swords at the deputies, and a stun gun was used to subdue Crane, whose blood alcohol content was .36 what did we cover this already i don't know but they were lit that number sounds familiar like we just it it was but it wasn't for this story okay i I don't think it was jesus christ somebody else was somewhere getting lit anyway that nigga's going to jail um you know what's wild to me though is um he must have been white because how the fuck you alive you threw a sword at the cops and you was drunk and they just was like we better tase him you know what i mean ain't no like this nigga was crazy he coughed we had to shoot him um anyway guys listen check out tea with queen and jay it's an amazing podcast yes Uh, i listen to it every week um they also cover tv shows sometimes i think y'all are watching dear white people right now right yeah we just wrapped up reviewing that that's a uh, five podcast episodes of reviews that we did that so that was super cool yeah yeah so there yeah uh follow them on twitter tea with queen and jay uh tea with qj is a uh, yeah. podcast uh i'll put it in the show notes uh along with their um their twitter accounts as well um like i said man it's a great show i hope hopefully in case you haven't listened before this um now you go listen because like if you like us i feel like you'll love them so yes. uh and then they also put you on to so many other shows and perspectives and stuff y'all need to be up on thank um, y'all so much this is amazing this is like Ma- hoping to manifest. She was trying to get you. She was trying to get you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in Charlotte. <laughs> in Charlotte again. Wonder what I'll do while I'm here. <laughs> but no, 
this this is great. Thank you so oh, much. You get, uh, you've been a picky ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> on the low, on the low, on the low. <laughs> you DM us when you're in Charlotte, yeah. man. Like, okay. we'll, we'll make it I'll happen. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back Saturday for our feedback show. Um, I think me and Justin are doing a sports show Friday morning. I need to double check, so get your feedback in for that, guys. Um, and I don't even, and then we probably have to do a music movie review for Jurassic Park, uh, cause I'm pretty sure we're gonna go see that tomorrow. Yeah. So, alright, guys, until then, um, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>